Welcome, everyone, to the Lost Lowdown, podcast number 13, with your hosts, Claude and Justin. What's up, everybody? Woo! We are so glad to be back and recording, uh, talking about new episodes. Obviously, season three has started. We're all ready for more mysteries and more unanswered questions. Uh, and one of the unanswered questions you might be asking yourself is why this is podcast 13 when our last podcast was number nine. Well, folks, there's a reason that you'll find out shortly. Um, all will become clear in time. Yes, in time. We shall all find out the answers to everything. So, um, let's just jump back into it. It's been a while since uh, we have... Ooh. We have uh, had to do our, our usual, you know, podcast format, you know, like we when we first started. Yeah, I hope I can remember how to do it. Um, well, we'll get back into our groove, I think. Uh, this one, we're just going to pretty much uh, go scene by scene, I guess. Um, sure. You know, why not? Um, pretty much every scene has something interesting to talk about, so. Pretty much. Um, let's start with, I guess let's start with the title real quick, A Tale of Two Cities. Okay. The now, Tales of, Tales of Cities, yeah. it is, of course, or maybe, a reference to the Charles Dickens classic. Of course, uh, Which yes. was about the French Revolution. Uh, but I don't, you know, I did a little research on it. I don't see the connection at all. Um, on Wikipedia, um, they had, it, somebody Somebody wrote that... Uh, that this that this episode was titled after the book, and I said, and I was thinking to myself, they share the same title, obviously, but is it really, you know, from the book, you know, because I don't see any real references here. Uh, what do you think? Is it? You think there's any references to the book? Uh, did you catch anything? Did you read anything that says uh, that connects to the, uh, this episode to the to the to the classic literature? Um, no, I think it's simply a reference to the fact that we get to see the other's village or whatever, and that, uh, uh, and that the two cities are the other's village and the, the lost sort of community on the beach kind of place, and that, I feel like that's just a reference to that, and, you know, a reference to, to the book, you know, I think they like to refer to Charles Dickens, um, I'll also say that, um, in the official podcast, they actually address this question. Um, oh, good. So later on, I can tell you more about it, but I don't want to sort of reveal what they say for some reason. Uh, <laughs> this would be a perfect time to reveal that information, but if you want to wait... Oh, uh, should I just tell you? Um, should I just go? I was. I mean, I was just... Yeah, whatever. Okay. Um, so what they said was... Uh, what I just said. Um, with... <laughs> Uh, but additionally, uh, so the two cities refers to the two, to the to the other place and the and the lost the main the main the Losties Beach place. Yeah, yeah, they're they're and uh, and it's also you know they they said they 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 like Charles Dickens for various reasons. They said he you know he wrote serialized stories and people accused him of making up as he went along and so they basically you know and then Carlton observed or said that he didn't really think either place qualified as a city and damon said oh, okay so it should be maybe a tale of two communities mm -hmm. and he said yeah i guess and then he said but it doesn't sound as good so anyway then they moved on so uh yeah that's what they had to say about it but i would interject that uh, it's really this well this episode isn't about the two places so it's a little it's a little inaccurate um that's what i assumed too that basically we were getting to see the other's community 
but you know, the episode isn't about the the two communities, so I, it's a little weird. But true, I get I get what they mean, and it's cool. It's a good little title. It's a nice little literary reference. Yeah. Um, so let's jump into the to the episode. It's there's a lot of. I mean, I I, I I probably said oh my god like fifty times <laughs> in, the, in the first in the first like five minutes of the show. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot going on. And you know what I have to say is that it's really funny, and I've said this off podcast and maybe on podcast before, but good writing is really simple. Um, uh, it, it's really funny how how some of the things we're going to talk about in terms of what happened when the plane crashed and stuff like that, and you know, everyone has been speculating for the last you know two years or whatever what's been going on. But when we actually see it, I just kept thinking, wow, that's really simple and direct, and it makes a lot of sense. You yeah. know? It wasn't crazy and this whole pre-planned thing and all that stuff. It was just like, oh, they saw this, and they did this, and now that that happened. And it was really simple. And, uh, yeah. and uh, I really liked how simple uh, some of the things turned out to be. But let's talk about it. Uh, first Please. scene is we, we, we see our, our new character, Juliet. Mm-hmm. Um, Getting uh, getting ready for the book party, making muffins. Uh, she's crying. She's uh, what's the song she's listening to? Oh, downtown. Downtown, the classic, uh, the classic song. I don't know who sings that, but uh, I don't either. I I've heard it. So, yeah, I've heard it so many times in, in movies and TV. But yeah, uh, she's crying, trying to cheer herself up, and I guess we have to assume it's because of whatever happened between her and Ben, right? Uh, I guess being, Ben being the old Henry, right? You know, and the old he's always going to be Henry to me. I don't care what his name changes. Well, to. you know what people are calling him now, right? Oh God, dude, I, I hate it. It's Benry. Yeah, it's so silly. People, that's the thing. I guess people are sort of like me. They want to hold on to Henry. Yeah, but well, they're no, not willing to incorporate completely. No. Like, I think it's that people like to come up with stupid names, and that's why it's Benry. Oh, yeah, okay. I well. really think I really think that's why. I mean, I, I agree. I want to still call him Henry. I want to call Tom Zeke. You know. Yeah, yeah. I've almost suggested to calling him Tom. Almost. I'm, yeah. I know. Uh, I'm willing to call him Tom because that's his name, and I don't think we'll be. No one else will refer to him as Zeke again. And yeah. And I, and now that everyone's call, you know, now that everyone in the show is calling Henry Ben, it's like I just got to get used to it. His name yeah, is I ben. know. But it's hard. It's, it's hard. hard. It is hard. It is hard. Because I've I, just I've called him Henry so many times. I can't. Can, can I just request that our our listeners, please, if you can help it, don't don't refer to him as Benry. It it, it lessens us all every time. <laughs> every time someone says Benry, it just ugh, it lessens our community. Yeah, and we can't. I mean, we can't talk about Bamps or Batches or anything. Yeah, like that, yeah, so. exactly. I thought about that too. I was like, well, can we be be bi something? Like now, it's a Bamp and a Batch and a. But no, that doesn't make any sense. Either. It doesn't make any sense. And yeah, it was it was yeah. No, I guess uh, I guess we have to call him Ben. Because, but, uh... because really, if if you want to call Ben Benry, you should call Tom Teak. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, nobody's calling him Teak or Zom or what? Zom. Well, I would assume you'd do the same thing and put the new name, the first letter of the new name on the old name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you can do it either way. <sighs> well, there's no precedent for that, so you're wrong. <laughs> I guess you just set the precedent, so now you're right. Um, okay, so what's what's up with Juliet and Ben? 
Good question. Obviously, uh, yeah, obviously, in the next scene, after they see the plane crash, um, you know, he turns to her and says, I guess I'm out of the book cup, huh? Yeah, and, now, I, I mean, I wanted to, to back up a little bit and talk about some stuff before that. Oh, of course, of course. That, that maybe will help to talk about that. Um, so... So, yeah, so you mentioned that she's sort of crying and, like, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure if it's about Ben specifically or just sort of about the general situation or if it's just some sort of personal thing. I don't really know. <laughs> it's her time of the month. Uh, oh. Yeah. I that's just... not what I meant. But, uh, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> oh, that would be really crappy. Uh, so, I mean, I, I guess I got the sense that it, it was sort of because of Ben, but not directly. But anyway, I want to talk about this first scene that we get um, after, you know, she... Um, the book discussion. burns the muffins. Yeah, this... Man, this... I know you You love this scene for one very important reason. <laughs> you, you probably did, like, five backflips watching this scene. I could just... Oh, man. Oh, man. I just can't wait. I just know you love this scene. Tell us why you love this scene. <laughs> Hey, I didn't say I, yeah, I did. Um, so, I mean, when the first time I watched it, like, cause they, the, I'm, I'm really gullible when it comes to most things. And I just, even though it should have been sort of obvious to me that they were messing with us, I was still, the first time I watched it, I was still not like, I, I was still thinking like, how, okay, I don't see how this is going to tie into anything. Like it didn't occur to me that they're they're basically pulling a Desmond yeah. from from season two. They're basically doing the same thing, and it never it just never popped into my head that that's what they were doing. So, but putting so I didn't pay attention much to the conversation in the beginning because I'm just trying to figure out what's going <laughs> like, on. You're like, okay, get back to Lost here. Yeah, I know. What what is this crap? So yeah, but when I watch it again and I actually listened, yeah, especially once you know who Ben is. Um, it makes that scene sort of interesting, I think. So, yeah. uh, so this is a book club meeting. So now we know what the others were doing when the plane crashed. And yeah. it's much more mundane than I ever would have guessed. Yeah. Uh, having a, having a nice little book club meeting. Um, I guess it's, I guess it's a little, a little combative, but, uh, uh, so, so, so Juliet is hosting this, this book club meeting and they are discussing, if you look quite close uh carrie by stephen king and that's why you love it and uh yeah you know i uh we may have just referred to that uh, a couple yeah. days ago and it seemed really weird yeah actually put that in there yeah um, well we yeah when we talked about what you guys will hear over the break our season two retrospective um we we did talk about why henry mentioned uh stephen king and I guess it's it's pertinent to talk about the fact that uh, Adam, who is the guy who's sort of upset that Juliet chose Carrie by Stephen King, right? Uh, he says, you know, if Ben was here, he would have never chosen this book. Yet Ben, i.e. Henry, uh, or A.K.A. Henry, um, requested Stephen King, right? Uh, so did you, I, I was I guess well, I'll ask. Did you think that was a facetious request? That's that's the way I have to interpret it now. Yeah. Um, because yeah, so so yeah, according to him, like he 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 wouldn't or doesn't like this this stuff, and uh, and then um, and then uh, later, 
I guess. Uh, I mean, there's so much stuff here. I, it's so hard for me to... So later, once uh, we see the plane crash and Henry sends Goodwin and Ethan off, uh, he, he, you know, he looks at Juliet and then he sort of looks at the book and then he looks back up and says, so I guess I'm out of the book club. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and that was so weird to me. Like, he knew, he knew by looking at the book... <laughs> That he was out of the book club? Well, no, like... I think he I think he he looked at the book and realized that the book club meeting was going on and he and he wasn't invited. Oh. Yeah, I think that's what that meant. Like he looked okay. and said, Okay, you guys are having a meeting, obviously. I guess I'm not I guess I'm out of the club since you, you didn't invite me. I thought he was looking at the book and saw what the book was and, and then just thought, Well, knew... if you're reading that, then I'm obviously no. not involved. No, 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 no. And that's the thing. I don't know. I mean, maybe Adam, you know, Adam could be wrong in his assumption that, you know, Ben wouldn't like it. Um, I don't I don't know. You know, do you really think that the writers knew that they were going to have the Stephen King reference in this episode <laughs> when they wrote that reference back in what was that? Was it that was, was a, maternity leave. Mater yeah, maternity. Like, I really don't think that they knew that they were going to do this, but I think, you know, Whoever, I guess, uh, was it Carlton and Damon who wrote this episode? It was. Actually, yeah. it was Damon and J.J. Abrams. Oh, okay. Um, I think they someone remembered that Stephen King reference and just wrote it into this episode. Because it's, it's, a, it's a pretty minor point in this episode. You're probably right. It doesn't really matter what book they're reading. Yeah. I mean, the point is, he doesn't like it. Yeah. So, it would, I mean, but yeah, you're probably right. They probably took that reference and, you know, and so now that reference seems different. When you when you think about this stuff, yeah, so, I get. Sorry, I was just gonna say, I guess when he originally asked Locke, you know, Locke, basically for those who don't remember, Locke come Locke gives him uh, uh, the brothers Karamazov by uh, Dostoevsky and and Henry, sorry Ben goes, oh what you don't have any Stephen King, you know, and I guess he's saying, wow, this is a really crappy book. You don't have any other crappy books, or you know, like you know, I don't know, I don't really know how to take his comment. If he if if we're supposed to believe he doesn't like Stephen King, uh, or at least doesn't like Carrie, right? Because um, I think Stephen right. King has other books that are different than Carrie. He does. He's a very, he very versatile many. writer. It was a very uh, early book, so all of his books are like that. And so. it's funny that it's really actually <clears throat> funny because in our <laughs> season two podcast, which uh, people will hear <laughs> in the break, which will seem very old hat by the time they hear it. <laughs> But we we talked about um, because because Henry Henry says don't you have do you have any Stephen King and Locke says our library is a little outdated and then you brought up the point that Stephen King's first book which is Carrie was published in the seventies so yeah. you know that's you know how old is this library because that's a fairly old book old enough that Dharma could have brought it yeah exactly so I thought it was weird that you know. The oldest Stephen King book is is referenced, you know, even back then when he says the library is outdated, and we right. we brought up the fact that you know we brought up Carrie before we even saw Carrie. I know, it makes, yeah, it makes me feel like I knew it was going to happen. Yeah, but, uh, you didn't know. I really didn't. No, uh, it was just a lucky guess. But yeah, when you hear that, you might, yeah, I don't know, be impressed or for some reason. Yeah, it'll be no one will care. So I also want to talk about what she said. You know, she says, "Oh, this is my favorite book," and then she makes this comment. Here I am thinking that free will still exists. Yes, exactly. That's a very important <laughs> comment, and I want to talk about that because she references uh, she references Ben being in control, 
and she goes, here I am thinking free will actually exists, you know, and I think... I think something happened with Ben either asserting his control or becoming the new leader or something very very recent, very recent something like that happened. And I think that's why she makes that comment where I think maybe she feels oppressed by, by Ben and whatever he's doing. Yeah. Uh, I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's what that, that was about. Because I, I forgot the line exactly. The transcripts aren't up, so we can't go <laughs> run to those. Um, but she, she references Ben being in control. Yeah. Uh, you know, because because I think I think it's when Adam says, you know, if Ben was here, he would have never chosen that. She goes, well, here I am thinking free will actually exists. You know, um, but there's a there's a lot to talk about with what's going on in this community, uh, yeah. what they're doing, why they're there. Um, let's get this, into that later. I guess I don't. know. Yeah, I mean, but this introduces the idea that there's dissent among the others. They're not like totally unified in mm-hmm. their in their opinions about things. Um, I always had the sense they really were, you know, I never, yeah. I never before this got the sense that there might be uh, conflict among the others uh, like this. And so, yeah, it does. It seems like, it seems like Ben Henry is some sort of tyrant or something who like took, took over and has started sort of dominating what they can do and sort of his, his take on things is what they have to, you know, mm-hmm. abide by. Yeah, um, it's it's very weird. Uh, obviously, um, I guess obviously, I'm, I'm assuming this is obvious. Um, these people are, you know, left over from Dharma. I mean, Juliet said as much later in the episode. Yeah, she did. And I and what one of the one of the theories that we had and other people out there had is that um, the others were left over from the Utopian uh, project that the that Dharma had. You know, they had. Yeah, to, they did had, we have that theory? We definitely had that theory. Okay, I don't. Uh, I don't remember that. Like that's something I just thought of after this. I remember. Well, uh, I remember. I thought I just thought. I of remember that. saying that in one of our early podcasts. Oh, okay. That that they could be. Uh, there, there, because you know the the polar bears being on the island was you know we thought was well, because they had the zoological research on the island. So right. why, why would there be other people on the island where they had people on the island for the for the utopian project? Right. Uh, well, I I had sort of assumed that they were that they were just scientists working in the places and that. But you know, yeah. If you if you think back to the orientation video, he does say right at the end, "Utopian social," and then he sort of cuts yeah. out. And so it's definitely and and the fact that it cuts out there too makes me think that's definitely uh, what we're looking at here. Definitely. The, this little you know area that they live in these houses. You know, it definitely seems like. They're trying to experiment with, you know, creating some sort of utopian society. Definitely. Um, and I guess, um, yeah, we have to talk more about the others and like what that means. How did how did it go from what from part of the Dharma experiment to all by themselves? Yeah, there's um, too much to talk about. Yeah, so um, that's that's one question, but that that definitely seems to be uh, the case now. So, uh, ooh, let's uh, let me ask you, you: Have you read Carrie? Yes. Okay. I have. Now, Adam refers to it as religious hokum. Yeah. And he, you know, it's funny because he, he goes all over the place with his rant. Like, he, he says religious hokum, then he says it's science fiction. And, and I'm really confused about, I mean, I, I would buy it science fiction. Um, do yeah. you get his reference to it being religious hokum? Um, not really. I mean, I guess maybe there's some sort of religious allegory in there that I, that I don't pick up on just because I'm not that well-versed in 
religions. Hmm. Uh, but uh, I do know, like, Carrie's mom in the book is is a religious fanatic. Okay. Um, and she sort of, like, she does all this stuff to Carrie because she knows Carrie has these abilities and she considers them, like, satanic or something. And so she sort of, I think she locks her in a closet or something like that. She, she has this very abusive... Uh, relationship with her mom because she she believes she's evil because she has these telekinetic abilities okay which is basically the subject can i can i say that seems very applicable to this show (laughs) i have to agree like the fact that the others might have abilities or some of them might have abilities and that adam would be upset about reading a book where a character with abilities is subjugated and 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 oppressed and everything Right. Uh, I think that I think that might be a, a valuable connection to what's going on here. Yeah. Uh, so that's interesting. I can, I can agree. That's I mean, she does sort of get her. Ev- I mean, yeah. Basically, the story is she she kills everyone uh, on prom night after they sort of you know play this huge joke on her where they vote her the prom queen and then dump this blood all over her on the stage. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she just yeah she just goes on this rampage and basically kills everybody. Uh, so well, uh, the lesson there is don't get sissy spacek mad. What? Don't get oh. sissy spacek mad. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, everybody. Yeah, everybody knows that. So uh, yeah, the book. The book's really interesting. It's written from with these like newspaper articles, and it's it, none of it's told in sort of the present tense. It's, it's a pretty good book. I, I recommend it. Um, oh, interesting. But religious hokum's weird to me. I mean, there's there's definitely a religious element to the movie, but maybe there's some sort of reference to. Maybe, like, some of the story elements could be seen as, you know, being pulled from uh, religious stories or something like that. And it's something I'm just not, I'm just not knowledgeable enough to pick up on. Uh, that, would be, that would be my guess about, about what he means, unless he's just specifically referring to, to the mom. Uh, so. Huh. It's the best I can do as far as that goes. Okay. Uh, it has been a while. I mean, I read it many years ago. But, uh. Good. Uh, maybe he was, maybe he was just ranting. Uh, I don't know. I mean, obviously he was just ranting, but maybe he was just making up stuff as he goes along. But yeah. anyway, um, at the end of this book discussion scene, at the height of her of the argument, uh, we get this apparent earthquake, right? Uh, which I count it lasts for thirteen seconds. Oh, um, really? Yeah, you know, about thirteen seconds, but pretty close to thirteen seconds. And okay. I, I I counted that specifically because I want. Because obviously this earthquake is caused by Desmond not pushing the button. That's certainly what it seems. And I wanted to know if that 13... Obviously, when we see the scene of Desmond not pushing the button, it it, it lasts for more than 13 seconds. You know, the the quaking, right? Like the the station Um, shaking and all that. That that seemed to be longer than 13 seconds, but... I don't know if it lasts more than 13 seconds. Really? I would buy it's close to that. I, I would mean, buy I, it's I close. I just watched that episode yesterday. I would buy. I would buy it being fifteen, maybe. Okay, it's close yeah, enough. It's, it's close it, enough to be accurate. So. It's it's full of you know it's 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 a. I mean, he sort of runs in and he starts trying to type in the numbers. He gets that system failure, and it, it lasts. I mean, stuff happens for a while, but I I have a feeling it's not a lot longer than that. Okay, well, I'll buy that. That it's pretty congruent. You know, I'm not I'm not nitpicking that at all. Yeah. Um, well, it makes me wonder about the button not being pushed at the end of season two. Um, that I mean, I guess we didn't really see, but it didn't seem like that caused an earthquake. Didn't seem like it did it. And that the button was not pushed for longer in the season two finale than when Desmond didn't push it. 
Yeah. Because uh, more stuff was destroyed in the hatch. Um, you know, more stuff was flying. More, more and larger things were flying around when when they didn't push in the season two finale than when Desmond didn't push it. And Desmond's thing was enough to pull the plane down. Well, we didn't see. I don't think we really saw outside of the hatch while that was going on until. After yeah. the failsafe had gone off. True, true. So, I mean, no one mentioned an earthquake. You, you think when Charlie came to talk to Claire that she would have, like, did you see the color in the sky and the earthquake? Right. But they didn't mention that, probably because they hadn't read in the beginning of this episode yet. So yeah. <laughs> they didn't tie the earthquake together. But, you know, whatever. Sadly. Minor point. Minor point. Anyway, let's talk about this earthquake. Uh, the next scene is when they run outside and they start looking around to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, usually when an earthquake happens, I've never been in a real earthquake. I've had a, I've been in a, in a very couple small tremors, but mm-hmm. uh, usually you don't run outside looking into the sky. That's usually right. what you, that's usually what you don't do. But it was very dramatic, and it's like everyone's looking around, and, you, and then of course, those of us who are keen sort of knew what was going on, uh, and you know we're. I'm glad they're looking in the sky because I'm trying to find the plane too. And right. then we see the plane, of course, and then the the, the tail section breaks off. Yeah. Uh, and then, well, what was really weird? Okay, well, let me finish the scene, and then the tail section breaks yeah. off. And uh, Ben, being very, <laughs> I can see why he's in charge. He's a very quick thinker. He's <laughs> like, uh, "Good one. Did you see where the where the tail landed? If you run, you can get there in an hour." Which, in the next shot, when oh we, man, when we zoom out and you see where it is. If he can run that far in an hour, he's, he's got some he's got some skills. He needs yeah, to be on the yeah. Olympic track team. Yeah, uh, and and as I recall, he he actually was supposed to have gotten there in like fifteen minutes or so, uh, if I remember right. Didn't didn't um, didn't she say he came running out like fifteen minutes after the crash or ten minutes or something like that? Anna Lucia said that that he came out fifteen minutes, but I think I think it was more like fifteen minutes. From when they got on the beach, I think, sort of. Not from when it crashed, though. Okay. I mean, not that mm. I think there's a big a 45 minute difference there, but there's a little there's a little incongruency right there. Yeah, and and even an hour is a long way. That I mean, God, if you look at the, like, it, it seemed it seemed a very long way away. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's the thing. They can't have it too close, or it's like, why didn't they? Why didn't anyone find this place? Yeah, and the the shape uh, of the island is very interesting. And I hope people online do their do their crazy magic and 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 draw a really good uh, diagram of the island because and now I'm sort of confused about where the north side of the island. What? Because I mean, if the tail landed on the north side. Then is where the others are still in the north side, or is that supposed to be the east side? And I couldn't, you, you know, the way the, the island was shaped, it's hard to tell. Yeah, yeah. And we were, we it were kind of lo- had a place where it went in. Yeah, so like, it had this inlet, and then it had, a, and we were looking at it diagonally because the south yeah. side was, it was weird. Anyway, um, he tells he tells Goodman to go to the tail section and Ethan to go uh, to the fus- to the fuselage. And what was interesting was, I mean, I guess it's just a writing thing, but he, he, you know, he tells. Goodwin to go to the tail section, then he tells Ethan to go to the fuse to where the fuselage landed, and he said there might be survivors, you know, but he didn't say that about the tail section people. I guess maybe because they knew that it fell in the water, so he didn't really think there would be survivors or something. I'm not sure if that if was just a writing thing where he meant that both sections could have survivors. Maybe that's yeah, what that's meant. what I thought he meant. Okay, but, uh, I and see what you mean. Yeah, and then he, uh, you know, then he tells them, okay, make up stories if they ask questions. Be quiet if they don't. 
which which I think sort of explains why we didn't really see Ethan before Hurley <laughs> finds him to ask him who he is. Right. Uh, you know, well, Ethan starts hunting with Locke. I think before that. Yeah, yeah. We see him. We see him. We see him in episode nine yeah. for the first time. But anyway. Um, I, I did want to sort of nitpick how the how the plane came apart because mm-hmm. the the tail section, you know, we've all taken a physics class, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the tail section should have kept flying in the same trajectory as the fuselage, but if you notice, once it breaks off, it just sort of starts dropping straight down. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's supposed to be explained with some sort of air pressure thing, like maybe. You know, since it was, you know, an open area, since it broke off, that it was catching the air that it was, you know, flying into, which made it sort of stop going forward and go more down. But it just sort of dropped straight down, which I thought was very strange. Um, But, you know, I'm not a physicist, but uh, I thought that was very strange how it just... What? Yeah, I know. (laughs) I know that's what's on my business card, but... um, Uh, yeah, it just the, the the tail section just dropped straight down, which was really weird, and the fuselage section keeps going straight, which is what it should have done. Um, and I, you know, I thought that the the electromagnetism was was supposed to have broken the tail off, where I guess what it really did was just weaken the stability of the plane. Yeah, you know, I guess. I I I don't know. Or maybe I, or maybe it fell straight down because because. But see, that's the thing. It was off, though. You know, it wasn't the magnet wasn't charging anymore. I was just trying to think, maybe the tail section was flying down because it was being drawn towards the magnet. But the yeah. magnet it was off. Yeah, and the magnets. I mean, it's over. It's over more by where the fuselage is. Yeah. Than the, uh, than the tail section, so I would expect it to really pull the fuselage more. Um, so yeah, it, it might just be a simple error on their part. Um, they just sort of wanted it to do that. I think that yeah, I think they had to fudge it. I think to to make it land where it landed and and still get uh, that shot in there to where the others are. Yeah, I think I think they had to fudge it. To a lot of people thing. are pointing out that the plane was too low to the ground. Um, that like the way it seems in the. Uh, in the previous times when we've seen the crash, like, from the plane, it seems like everything's okay, and then sort of, it gets a little out of control, and then the tail section breaks off, and it, it seems like it shouldn't have been that close to the ground when the tail section breaks off. It seems like it was already crashing before, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that that's another sort of thing there yeah. with that, but... Uh, because, yeah, I mean, it has to be fairly low, considering how quick the exposure to the magnet was, it has to be fairly low to the ground in order to even hit the island, because if it's 30,000 feet up, by the time it falls to the ground, it can travel, you know, pretty far, and and potentially miss the island completely, so they had to fudge it, you know, I think they had to fudge quite a bit of things with that plane crash, but... Yeah. um, Let's, can we back up a second real quick and talk about... (laughs) Talk about Ethan, who's working yeah. on the plumbing. <laughs> now, Although, um, you know, we talked a lot about Ethan in our season one retrospective. Yeah, we never considered that he was a plumber. I know. I, I, I was coming up with all these crazy ideas of what Ethan might be, and, uh, you know, yeah, he's just fixing the plumbing. Um, I thought it was, I, it was funny, because when we, when we first see his legs uh, inside of the whatever he's working on there, yeah. You know, the lady comes up. He's not done with the plumbing yet. And he says, it's right. a work in progress. I knew that guy was somebody important. 
At yeah. first, I thought. At first, I thought it was Locke. I mean, it didn't sound like Locke, but I thought it might be Locke because you know he's got all these crazy jobs. And uh, I thought this was like a flashback type thing, and he was just in another crazy job. Oh God! If they started with that. Yeah, like... yeah. I just I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> And, uh, but then I was like, okay, that guy is so important, you know, I just yeah. could tell, but I didn't, I didn't catch the voice right away. Me and, either. Uh, then when we find out it's Ethan, I'm like, oh yes, like actually, <laughs> actually that scene when she runs out and Ethan stands up and turns around and you get a yeah. quick flash of his face yeah. and, I, and I noticed it was him. Enough to recognize Enough it. Enough to recognize it. He's, like, yeah. He's I, got a pretty distinctive face. Yeah. So. yeah. And so I was like, yeah, man. I was like, I totally knew what was going on, and I was really happy. Yeah. And, uh, so people have wondered if, if Juliet is married to Ethan or in a relationship with Ethan, uh, specifically because he's working on her plumbing, I guess. Right. Uh, I just wanted to mention that she does not have a ring on her finger. Not that that really means a lot, but she's yeah. definitely not m- married in the conventional sense. Okay. Uh, so I just want to point out that detail. Yeah, I mean, he easily could have just been, you know, he could just good be the, at that stuff. He could be the, the, the resident fix-it man for everybody. Yeah, which yeah, Which I really exactly. think is, is what that's about. Because, you know, the lady, the old lady was like, you know, and I think it's interesting there's old people there. Uh, yeah. Which we should talk about in terms of the others being there for a long time. Uh, exactly. That's what I was going to say. There, there should be some. Yeah. And so, unless they died. But, um, yeah, when she when she mentions, you know, he's not done yet, I feel like, you know, he, he, I don't know, that just made me think that he works on everybody's thing. You know, everybody's yeah. plumbing and whatever. I agree. Um, so I just want to mention that. Um, you know, the the reveal, like, it didn't quite fit. I still didn't catch on when I saw Ethan. I'm still, I, just like with maternity leave. Oh, geez. My first thought was like, oh, my God, what is he doing in this, like, suburban neighborhood yeah, somewhere yeah. else? Well, I'll give you that. At first, when I saw him, I thought... I thought this was pre pre before he got on the island. Yeah. Uh, but then it dawned on me, no, this is this is because we had that theory that that they were part of the utopian. Go back and listen to our podcast. I really don't remember that theory. I swear, I thought I came, I just came up with that. No, no, I'm pretty sure we mentioned that. And, and I was like really the, patting myself on the back for that one. No. <laughs> You know, it didn't. It didn't come through. Like when when Henry slash Ben ran out, that was when it finally clicked in for me. Oh. Then I said, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah." If he's there, then I guess I can assume this is the other. Yeah. But uh, that it's Ethan wasn't enough. I was I was ready to explain that away. But having Ethan and Henry in the same place just kind of. And then oh, then I love it. He goes, "Good one," you know. And I'm like, "Oh yeah, the whole the home team's back." <laughs> I know, I know. It was like yeah, it was like our three favorite others all there, ready to yeah. And so to action. Well, okay, the other big thing to talk about is um, that he said, "I want lists in three days." Yeah. Now, right. what's interesting about this, and it's, I'm really upset we didn't get our season two retrospective up, because <laughs> we we talked a lot about a lot of these things in our in our season two retrospective. We did about this list, and I guess we'll mention it now. Is that in maternity leave, uh, Tom comes over to Ethan and says, you know, you were supposed to uh, get the list and then bring her in. Right. Uh, and you know, he basically, Ethan did not do a list apparently. Yeah. Um, and so, and then, and then Tom says, was I not clear now? Uh, is that, is that, he says, was I not clear? Is that what he says? Or was he not clear? 
I think he says, was I not clear? Okay. Because obviously, at this point, uh, Ben is the one who gave the order to get the list. Yeah. Now, I think, mm-hmm. now maybe, you know, at a later time that we might, hopefully we'll see, oh, probably under further instruction. That's probably, <laughs> that's probably what, for, I'm going to go ahead and say that's what further instruction episode three is going to be about. Okay. It's going to be more about uh, what they were told to do and why they want to get Claire. Oh, God, I already, yeah. I put my money See, on that one. See, that's the thing. I mean, he doesn't say a word about Claire at this point. I know, point, exactly. So. I think it's really so... important to, to note that that he didn't say, all he said was list. Now, right. why why should they know what that means? Have that's they, a good question. Have they done this before? How did, how, I mean, I don't, we obviously don't know what the list entail, but it obviously, at the minimum, would be a list of names. And right. And how do they know that that's what he means? By just, I won't listen three days. I know. Are they? Just... This is something they they must have done. I mean, we have Danielle's experience, which uh, you know, uh, having her her baby taken, and so you know, and so maybe they, maybe that's just what they do when people show up. I I don't know. Um, if that, they, that's what yeah. it seems like. Yeah. I mean, it seems to be something. I mean, yeah, they caught on. They knew what to do really quick. So this is. This is some sort of standard procedure they have, I guess. Well, I mean, Henry's what forty at the. I mean, he's in his forties, maybe. Uh, yeah. Ben, I should say. So sixteen ben, years please. ago, he was what twenty four. You know, I really don't think that he would be here. Any of those guys, Ethan and Goodwin, would really be. You know, it really involved with what happened to Danielle sixteen years ago. I feel like the. I feel like. They were either at the very end of what was going on with Dharma at the time, or, you know, they just weren't high enough on the totem pole to be messing with, you know, stealing Danielle's baby. I mean, that's just. Oh, I agree, but I just mean, I think the others have. I mean, I think, you know, even if they they weren't like, you know, uh, you know, even if Henry wasn't in charge yet, and, and, you know, even Goodwin weren't going to be the ones to go out and do stuff like that. I feel like the the others just sort of know about these procedures just from being there. But how many times could it have really happened, though? Well, where, and and that's the thing. Why would you get? Because this this should be the only time where this many people have landed on the island. I can understand, you know, Danielle, and then you know, obviously Desmond, and maybe uh, maybe Carl got stranded on the island too. The real Henry Gale. Uh, the real Henry Gale. You know, it's just like. You, you, it didn't seem like you would really need to get a list unless there's a lot of people, you know. And I, I don't know. Maybe they just knew what he meant, but you know, I want list because he said, you know, there's there might be survivors, so it just yeah. makes sense that it's a list of the people. Yeah. So could maybe be, that's could just be. maybe that's just sensical, uh, if I can use that word. Um, right. Sure. So can we go on to the next scene? Sensible, sensical. What's the difference? Um. Uh. Yeah. I I want to I don't know if I want to say this question. If it comes, just, does it come up in another scene? Pretty much. Okay, yeah. It, I mean, it's it hanging over this whole episode. It's sort of a general question that isn't isn't specifically tied to any scene. So will, will it come back up again? Sure, I I, I guess so. Yeah, I'll, I'll just leave it for now. Okay. The next scene, uh, we see a flashback of Jack spying on Sarah. She's I guess she's a teacher. Um, she seems to be working at this school, and she's sort of um, being very friendly with uh, who I originally thought was oh the guy who stole her from Jack. But mm-hmm. a, but upon further review, it just seems like one of her coworkers, and they're just having a good time mm-hmm. at school. 
And then we fl- we go back to the present, uh, and Jack is trapped in this room. Right. And, I, and I really love when he walks into the glass because yeah. I thought. I, as other people I have read, thought it was a force field. <laughs> oh. And I loved it because I was like, oh, my God, there's a force field. Oh, God. And then, then obviously it was a piece of glass. But right. For that half a second, I really I really was enamored. A force field, yeah. Uh, if oh, that, man. If that was a force field, this show was going to go real crazy real quick. I know, I know. That would have been, I don't know, but. Wow. I really, it never even occurred to me that that was a force field. <laughs> well, he just, he hits this invisible wall, and I'm like, whoa. I, okay, I watch too much Star Trek, what can I say? But yeah. he hits this invisible wall, and I was like, oh my god. And then we get the other shot, and then it's obviously a piece of glass. Yeah. Uh, I guess I could, we can, can we talk about this room now, or should we talk about it later? Oh, let's talk about why it. not? Let's talk about it later, because in the next, the couple scenes, there's a big thing about this room I want to talk about. So we'll okay. we'll get on the room later. Oh god, it's hard. so hard. I know crack. it's hard. There's so much going on, guys. Bear with us. Okay, Please. in the next scene, Kate awakens with Tom. They're in the shower room. Um, now, I guess this is the best point to best 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 place to go ahead and say Kate is not a mole. Yeah, no, uh, she's really not a mole because because in here and and some people might be like well you know why isn't she a mole but you know blah 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 and and one of the things i want to point out why she's not a mole is because she doesn't know where she is and then you know i feel like she would have seen that place before if she if she was one of them and plus she asked tom where am i mm-hmm. and he's like like i'm gonna tell you that you know yeah their their exchange makes it pretty clear that they don't know each other yeah and- that, you know, she's in a situation she's not familiar with, and she's afraid, and, you know, all the things that shouldn't be the case if she is a mole, and exactly. I never believed it, but yeah, it's pretty much clear. Um, it's pretty clear. Now, if she Every out... scene she has with another, none of them indicates she is one of them. Yeah. At all. Now, if she turns out to be a mole, then they're going to have a lot of explaining to do, but... Yeah, she better not be at this point. Um, so one of the things I want to point out was, you know, she says, I'm not showering in front of you. And he mm-hmm. goes, Kate, you're not my type. Right. And I'm thinking, yeah, right. What does that mean? <laughs> What's his type? Young and attractive isn't his type. <laughs> I just I didn't know what that line was supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, you know, everyone on the Bolton board said the same thing. And not the, his type. Not, and then, you know, not the, <laughs> Not that Kate's all that, but I'm just saying. And then, like, if she was his type, he would have stayed to watch her shower. Like, that's, you know, that's the implication. No, I I thought the implication was just that you're not my, I mean, if you were my type, then I, you know, then I'd be more understanding of you saying that, but you're not even my type. I wouldn't even care if I did watch you, but I won't, you know, I, I felt like he didn't mean, he didn't mean if I, if you were my type, then I would stay here. I thought he just meant like, not only am I not going to stay here, but even if I did, I wouldn't care. Yeah. Okay. That was the way I took that comment. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know why I wrote this here. Tom seems so different now. He seems so, like, affable. He's, he's a jolly old man now. He was so evil in the season one finale, and I just, God, I, he's, compared to, compared to, uh, uh, Ben, he's just like... Yeah, I don't know, he's quite jovial. So. Yeah, well, like like Ben said, he's nothing. He's no one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In, the, so in, in season two. All right, yeah. so Kate showers, blah, blah, blah. The next scene, Sawyer awakens in a cage. 
Uh, he sees Carl, who is the boy in the across in the other cage. Now, let's talk about Carl for a sec. Um, a lot of people think he may have been planted there, that he's a mole. Yeah. Uh, I, of course, don't think he was a mole because he didn't get any information from Sawyer before mm-hmm. before he sort of, you know, if he was a mole, you know, left. Um, right. He basically asked Sawyer, um, I guess this is later. I guess we're jumping ahead. But uh, he asked Sawyer, I guess, should we wait? Uh, we'll talk about it now. It doesn't make any sense. So he he See, asked, this is yeah, yeah that's it, the problem it, it, I have. It's hard to go scene by scene when scenes get split, but yeah. Carl says, "How long is it to your camp? You know, how many days would it take to walk there? What are the people like?" Which I think was a big interesting question. What are the people like? Um, and I think both of those are things that if he was an other, he would know. Um, and so I, you know, obviously if he was an other and he was a mole, he he would be fishing for information maybe, but. After he asks them these, these these questions, Sawyer doesn't answer them, and he you know escapes. You know he basically and free Sawyer. Yeah, and there wouldn't be any point in doing that because if you're going to be a mole, you, you're you want to be a mole to get information to see what somebody knows. You know, yeah, getting their trust. But before he can do any of that, he escapes, and we never right. really see him again except for that next scene when he apologizes. Uh, <clears> so <throat> it doesn't make any sense that he was a mole on planet there. I think. I mean, I don't know what he was. I don't know if he landed on the island too somehow, um, or if you know. To me, that that seems that seems to be what it what it was. Like he uh, he just landed on the island or something, and he's just been stuck there. I mean, it seemed really when he escaped. It seemed really weird. Like he just sort of like oh, he's, maybe he's from the tail section. It seemed like he was just like oh. I guess that's possible. Yeah, I mean, I guess he's young enough to be a kid that would be taken. Yeah. I mean, he looks uh, about. He looks like he's like 16, maybe. I mean, I don't think they only took kids, because there weren't that many kids. That's true. They didn't only take kids. Maybe, but why would he be locked up and no one else? I don't know. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's not like we saw. We didn't see any Cindy or, you know. Uh, the teddy bear boy. Teddy bear boy. Yeah, no no kids at all, actually. Yeah. Um, I, 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 at this point, I'd have to assume that he was from the tail section. Yeah, okay. That's something that really makes sense. I'll, right I'll take that provisionally. But it was just, it was really weird when he escaped. I mean, it just seemed out of nowhere. All of a sudden, he's just like, it out. Seemed, it seemed very contrived. Now, when we <laughs> first see him, he's got his back turned to us and to Sawyer. Right. And he does look like he's doing something. And then later he has this like paperclip thing or whatever he whatever tool he he, he fashioned to to pick the lock. I, I'm assuming that's what he was doing the whole time. Was yeah. he was fashioning that little <clears throat> that little tool to escape? Yeah, I'll buy that. I'll buy that. But what's weird to me um, is that they is that they make him apologize. Now for that was Sawyer. Yes. It's very interesting this whole thing with Carl. Um, I you know I was wondering what the apologizing was supposed to be. That's it's a very like moral thing to do, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I and maybe I was thinking it's it's sort of if anything, this whole thing was a lesson for Sawyer, maybe to not yeah. to not try and escape. Uh, you know that that was the meaning. Uh, but I don't know why they make him apologize. I think um, it's a very weird thing to do. Why should it is. why should they now? Is it is there, are they making him apologize for his own sake or or for Sawyer? You know you know what I mean. Mm, I don't think I do. Can like, you explain further. Is, is the reason that Tom and them made 
Carl apologized to Sawyer, was it for, for Carl's own goodness and well-being and the fact that he needs to, you know, say that to him? Or was it because Sawyer really deserves an apology? <laughs> I got the sense it was for Carl. Okay, that it was for Carl. Okay. That's, More than that's, Sawyer. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, but it's weird because they don't, I mean, Sawyer doesn't have to apologize for any, and he didn't have to apologize. He had to apologize for involving Sawyer. Um, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, basically, he didn't, yeah, he basically, well, that's, I mean, that's the thing. It's, he didn't have to, maybe we should just assume he already apologized for trying to escape and now he has to apologize for involving Sawyer. But yeah, at least from what we, what we've seen is he only apologized for involving Sawyer, not for escaping, but just for involving Sawyer, which seems to mean it's sort of about Sawyer, but. Yeah, um, maybe maybe because escaping is a bad thing, and so he sort of right. he sort of made Sawyer do a bad thing, and so I don't know. It, it definitely made me think it was some sort of test or something. Some yeah, sort of thing they were doing. Um, it was really weird when he when Sawyer ran into Juliet and like she like shot him with that thing. Yeah, the little that, taser. It's like a little taser thing. Yeah, well, taser that shoots. What was yeah. really interesting, and I think. Part of the reason people think that Carl was a mole is because he tells him specifically to run that way. Right. Um, and he runs into Juliet. Now, another reason I don't think that Carl was was orchestrating this thing, uh, you know, that that he knew she was going to run, he was going to run into Juliet, was because the only reason Juliet was there at that time was because Jack didn't want to talk to her. And if Jack was being sensical or sensible, <laughs> I, I say that because of nonsensical. I know. You know? Anyway, uh, if Jack was being more sensible, he would have stayed and talked to Juliet, and she would have basically been there talking to him when Sawyer was going down that path to escape, mm-hmm. and she wouldn't have been there. Uh, so I don't think, obviously, Carl knew that, that she was going to be there. And I also don't think... I, I was It was weird that Carl told him to run that way when, ostensibly, Carl would want Sawyer to take him to... The, the beach where the losties are. Yeah. And Carl obviously didn't know where that was. So right. I don't know what he thought he was going to do. I mean, if you guys run in different directions, you're most likely going to not be able to catch up with each other. Or yeah. get back to get. So I don't know what he thought he was going to do. I don't either. I don't either. That's why it was very, it was just, it was very weird. I, I don't know that he's, that he's a mole. I don't necessarily believe that. Cause you're right. It doesn't quite make sense, but but there, it just didn't, it, for a real escape attempt, it just, so, so many things about it just didn't seem right. Yeah, and he gets caught very quickly. I mean, obviously the siren goes off, which I thought was really weird. Yeah. Uh, the siren goes off, but then, you know, he gets, what was I going to say? He gets caught very quickly, and um, and why was he in the cage anyway? They don't put him back in the cage, you know? Yeah, why, yeah. And, and why didn't he escape before? Like, why did he choose that time? To, like, five minutes after Sawyer gets there, he chooses that time to escape. That's the thing. It makes it seem like it was a, it was a setup, but then it doesn't seem like it's a setup, so. Yeah. What are you going to say about that? I don't know. Well, let's go back. I, know, I wonder if we're ever going to see Carl again. I think we will. I think we will. I think Carl is dating Alex. Uh, they're they're engaged, and the whole point oh. of the, the whole point of this show is to see if uh, Rousseau's going to approve. Oh, yeah. oh no! It's uh, it's uh, will you will you? I don't know. 
Trying to make it reality show. Days of it. To the local, the local uh, uh, drive-in, uh, and then that's why they locked him up. And... Yeah, they were um, they were necking at the drive-in. Okay, um, so let's got go. Got an ugly corsage for oh, the uh, oh god the annual ball. Anyway, let's go to the uh, scene eight, uh, more or less, uh, when Jack is in the cage and he sees the chains. Yeah. Above the table, and he starts pulling on them for no apparent reason. Yeah, I, yeah, I, uh, exactly. I don't know what he was trying to do. Um, I'm uh, going to pull this chain off the ceiling. <laughs> and... it's, you know, usually when I see a chain embedded in concrete, I usually pull on it. I pull on it because oh. it's, it's therapeutic, and it uh, it really works the biceps and the uh, the trapezius muscles. Now, I don't know oh, what he God. thought he was going to do. Um, I really think... It just seemed to me the writers didn't, they didn't know, he basically needed to do something defiant and cause a scene. Yeah. Uh, and that's, it seems like that's the best they could do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in a room like that, I mean, besides like kicking the glass, which was been, which would have been pretty futile or just as yeah. futile, I guess, is pulling the chains, but there's not much he could have done to sort of cause a scene for her to come in and try to calm him down and for, you know, and plus he still needs to be defiant and do something when she's telling him not to. Right. So I, I just, I guess that's the best they could do was, was pull on the chains. Um, cause it was weird. He, he was pulling on it. Like, I mean, what would he have done, but pull it out of the concrete at the top? Like yeah. I originally, thought, I know. Like how would that, how would that help? Yeah. I, there's a lot going on with this room. I want to talk about, um, and I guess we should talk about it now. Why not? Um, now? Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I mean, we're already in the room, I guess. Let's talk. Should we talk about the room real quick? Why not? All right. Okay. This station, the Hydra station, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm glad we got another station and an, another little logo to fix it, to, to, to love. Um, so this station is at least partially underwater. We can say that, right? Yeah, well, she, I mean, Juliet says it's underwater. Well, I, I say partially because the logo that Sawyer sees when he's in the cage looks like the Hydra logo. Uh, and maybe it's not. Maybe he's at a different station. But I think Juliet, you know, gets to the surface too quick for it to be an entirely different yeah. station. Right. So it Good seems point. to me to be the same station. It's just that part of it is underwater. Okay, okay. Yes, I agree uh, with that. Because I see, I thought you meant it was partially underwater, but you mean part of the state. Yeah, I meant the station is partially underwater. Well, right, but I interpreted that to mean that. Never mind. I interpreted that to mean the whole station was partially underwater. <laughs> Not technically that part of the station. Technically, that's true. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, you can interpret it like that. It's a little inaccurate, but that's true. Too, in a sense. <laughs> well, can it be? I mean, the, the part Sawyer was in wasn't underwater at all. Yeah, but the part Jack was in was underwater. So part of the whole station is underwater. No, 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 no. I thought you meant the whole station was partially underwater. <laughs> like, oh, as the, if like as the if whole it's station. Like, it's like flooding yeah. a little bit where Sawyer is, and like yeah, like it wasn't all the way up, but you know, but it was the whole station. Like that's how. It, never mind. Okay. Wow, we'll we'll edit that out. Um, I just had to explain what I thought you meant. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, um, so obviously only that part where Jack is or whatever is underwater. Now I just don't I just don't get it. Okay, he says, "Oh, we're in an aquarium. These chains, you know, blah blah blah, used to lower fish onto the little table." 
you know, dolphins and sharks. sharks. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think sharks are fish, but dolphins aren't. Um, and dolphins aren't. Sadly. Dolphins aren't. They're mammals. <laughs> sadly, <laughs> I cry about it nightly. I'm sorry. I didn't mean. To, I meant. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, but I just don't understand how that works. Okay. What? What? If the, if that whole area, okay, the the room that Jack was in, the room that Juliet was in, and that hallway, that's all we've seen that could potentially be underwater. If that's all underwater, I just don't get it because that table looked like a diagnostic table, like if if doctors are going to work on the dolphin or whatever like that. I, I mean, I'm assuming that's what that's about, right? Like it would lower them on the table so they could do something to it, right? That's not. Oh yeah, maybe that is what that's about. Okay, well let's let's go on this theory that that it, that that's what it's about because I don't think it holds because I don't understand why if if the room where Jack is in is supposed to fill up with water. I mean, there's a glass there, so one of yeah. those rooms is supposed to fill up with water. One, right. if not both, and because he claims he's in an aqua- you know, it's an aquarium. Then maybe right. he, you know, so it seems like the room that he's in fills up with water, and there's going to be stuff in it. Yeah. Uh, now I just don't understand why. If it does fill up with water, why, um, I, I mean, I'm not a veterinarian, so I don't know, or, you know, whatever, but why would, why would it fill up with water if, if that's where you're going to be operating on the dolphins, because you got to have people in there, and then if it does fill up with water, why is there an intercom in there? If it does fill up with water, why is, yeah. there, why is there a speaker in there, you know, mm-hmm. and in the other room, there's, like, this control panel switchboard thing for the speaker, and there's a camera... You know, so I feel like the the part that Juliet was in stays dry, you know, as long as that door is closed, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then the part that Jack was in fills up with water, maybe. But it just didn't it didn't really add up to me. No, but I mean, the part Jack was in had an intercom in it. I know that's what I'm saying. It had an intercom in it. So I mean, I guess if it fills up with water, it doesn't fill up all the way or something. I mean, that yeah, doesn't, but that's, that doesn't I mean, make any sense. Yeah, no. I mean, when, whenever I've been to an aquarium, it fills up with water above your head. Yeah, like and goes... then and then if it fills up with water, it wouldn't have that like that hatch door, that like bay door right there. You know, usually if you're gonna get in an aquarium, you get in from a top. You know, you don't mm-hmm. like have a door there. Right, you open the door, right. the water's gonna come. So anyway, I didn't really understand how this station works. You know, even in the hallway, when you open that one door, water floods in there. I mean, what is that about? Yeah. You know, and then the little emergency button, I understand why it's there now. But it just, the way they set up this station, the underwater part didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. I mean, I think my, I assume that the table was moved in there and that it wasn't there originally. That they just put it in there for Jack or whatever. Mm. Um, that it wasn't, that it wasn't a part of the room originally. But I think um, I think what really kills it for me is the intercom. I, I don't well, see how. Well, I feel like they could have put the speaker and the intercom in there, and it wasn't in there originally. To me, the table it's too it's too big. I mean, whatever. But it's too big of a table to not be for the dolphin or the shark because it was a very big, sturdy table and very antiseptic and medical looking. And yeah. it's like if they just wanted to put a table in there for Jack, it didn't seem like that's the kind of table they would just go grab. So, it, so at the very least, you know, Dharma had a table like that, and and you know, with the chains above it, that looks like they were going to use those to lower the the dolphin on yeah. that thing. Now, I d- I don't know how the dolphin would get in there because that's too small of an area for a dolphin to be in, uh, for any long period of time. 
Yeah. Uh, so I, I just don't get it if they like put the like maybe that table can maybe that you can wheel the table around or something. And so they have a place where they put the dolphin on the table, and then they move. But that doesn't make any sense. They move the table in there, and then they. I don't get it because the chains were at the top, and uh, it didn't make any sense to me. What what would you even do? Use the chains for? I mean, obviously you'd use the the little chains to to lower the dolphin on the table, right? But then where do you get the dolphin from? Like, where do you get the dolphin like, from? How does the dolphin get into the chains? Oh, it's you like put a, it in. You put it in the chain. But how? From where? How do they get? How do they get the dolphin into the room? Through the top. What top? Through the top. There's a. T- what do you mean? There's a top? You did when it, when he looked up. Wasn't there a way to like get in? See, the I top? I thought that's what I thought. I thought that that little chain system could like pick a dolphin up from wherever the tank is. And then bring it into that room. I guess that's what we're supposed to believe, and maybe that's why Jack was pulling on it because that part is movable or something. But it didn't. It, it looked like concrete to me. It looked like the chains were stuck in concrete, and it wasn't going to move. And that part, nothing up there was movable. But maybe that's what we're that's what we're supposed to think is that it's like a, a mechanical system that can move, and so that top part comes off, and that's what you strap the dolphins to. Maybe oh, maybe okay. that's maybe that's what it is. Okay. Because mm. because otherwise, if the ceiling part doesn't move, if none of that where the chains are moves, then you can never really get the dolphin in there. It, it defeats the purpose of having something to carry the dolphin if you're going right. to bring the dolphin in there. to. Well, I mean, I guess what you could do... <laughs> here's, a, here's a bad plan. Okay. Um, take the dolphin, right? And it's this is already pretty tough. But just carry it down the hallway, right? Yeah. And then, like, put it... You know, through the door, put it in there with no water, right? Uh huh. And just leave it there on the table, uh-huh. and then fill the room up with water. Okay. So that that's that's how you could do it. So you don't even need the chains at all. Yeah. Well, the chains are just there um, for Jack to pull on. <laughs> for Jack to pull on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I I guess we'll just have to go with the fact that that the thing Jack was pulling on moves. And it can it can sort of move to grab a dolphin. It's like one of those little dollar things, you know, at a, at a, at a little place where you try to get the little teddy bears and little prizes with a little mechanical arm, you know. No. Oh, okay. So basically, that little mechanical arm with the it's not an arm, but they strap it with chains and belts and stuff, and mm-hmm. they grab the dolphin from whatever tank that's somewhere else, sort of close. Mm-hmm. It have to be close, and then and then they bring it in. They bring the dolphin and they drop it through the ceiling and lay it on the table and yeah. fill it up partially with water or all with water or who knows. And, and maybe over time, since this obviously hasn't been used for a while, uh, the it, you know it's to the point where it just doesn't move anymore. Yeah, and now why they have an intercom in there, I'm not quite sure. Now, see, that's a big problem. Like you don't put an intercom in a place you fill up with water. Yeah, I mean unless you just unless they just like. I, we just we keep putting dolphins and sharks in here, and they all die. I don't know what's wrong. <laughs> they keep dying of electrocution. I just don't know why. Um, yeah, and maybe and maybe the the intercom hasn't worked in a long time because it got water damage. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh God. Yeah, that's uh... all right. Let's let's move on. We've spent too much time talking about the intercom. Uh, but yeah, it's it's really weird. Whatever Jack is doing now. Why did he keep pulling up? He, he's, he's, he's obviously drugged up. They're all drugged up, but he's the only one acting crazy. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, she, it was funny. He goes, Juliet says, you know, I'm happy to talk if you want to talk. And he goes, tell me where my friends are. And he just starts like yanking on the chain again. Right. And it's just like in season two when, uh, during, um, the hunting party, when, uh, when, uh, Tom is talking and Jack cuts him off and says, hey, if you want to talk, you know, you said you want to talk, so talk. And Tom is already talking and telling him stuff. Right. You know, it's like Jack is so impatient. He's got to be the one in control or something. Yeah. Uh, and, and and she said, I'm happy to talk, you know. And mm-hmm. he says, he yells at her, tell me what my friends are, you know. And all you got to do, Jack, is come down and she will talk to you. Yeah, you know, no. but But he doesn't want to do that, which is which I get on a certain level. But I just don't yeah. understand, like, he's not doing anything constructive. But, you know, he's only pulling on it. To, and he only keeps pulling on it because, obviously, she doesn't want him to. Yeah. So it's just a defiant thing, but it was, and then he goes, you think I'm stupid? <laughs> and I'm like, I was like, okay, if I, you think I'm stupid, you think I'll come down from here and then you're going to talk and I'm, and I'm going to listen. I mean, was that, what was that supposed to mean? I know. Like, it's so weird. You think I'm stupid? If I come down from here, you're going to tell me stuff I want to hear. What? Okay. That yeah, doesn't make I know. any sense. That was weird. I don't know. Um, so, do you, do you have more, I mean, I, I mean, I do, but somehow I want to get to it later, other stuff about this Jack situation. Oh, yeah, there's other stuff we can talk about with Jack. Um, um so, do you, do you mind if we move to something else? Oh, yeah, let's go, let's, let's, do you want, do you want to talk about Jack's backstory? No. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh you want to talk about something interesting? I have. Yes, uh, like, I want to talk about Kate and Henry's breakfast. Let's talk about. I'd like to think it was a brunch, but um, okay. Let's talk, well, let's talk about their eating of breakfast food. All right. Uh, I guess Ben. Sorry, I just use yeah. Henry to me. Okay, hey, I wrote like, Henry all over my nose. It's like when the new year changes. You know, when the new year comes, it takes a little while to to you know to write the new year. You know. It's, yeah. I was writing to you know, usually write the old year for a couple of weeks before you get the new year down, so Yeah. It's a habit. I guess that's it. It's that's a habit. the key. I'll I'll get to it a bit. I think I think I'm I'm ready to deal with Tom now. But uh <laughs> but uh uh Ben Ben is gonna take a while for me to deal with. So anyway, whatever. Kate and Ben's breakfast slash you're calling it brunch. I don't know. I don't know why you why do you say it's brunch? It just doesn't seem like it was in the morning. That's all, oh, but whatever. Okay. It's a, it, yeah. I don't care what it is. I, I called it breakfast just because of the the food. It yeah, seemed like breakfast. Yeah, it's probably breakfast. Um, um, okay. So, so this is right after she uh, takes a shower. They give her this dress to wear, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, and then you know Tom leads her to uh, to where. Uh, where Ben is sitting there on the beach, uh, under this, uh, you know, tent type thing, tarp. A little awning. It's a little awning. awning. Thank you, yeah. please. I was searching <laughs> for the word. Uh, I, I figured you'd know what that was. That seems like something you Well, know. I spent a year in awning school. Yeah, well, that's strangely not why I thought you would know. Um, hmm. so, uh, so she goes up there and then, um, she sits down, and uh, the first thing, uh, sort of, that I notice is, you know, Henry insists that she puts on these handcuffs uh-huh. that are sitting on the table. 
Um, and then, you know, she sort of puts them on, and then he's like, no, could you please just put them on tighter? Which than I loved because I, I, was very, I was watching very closely when she put them on, and I noticed she didn't put them on tight, which is something anyone who's told to put on handcuffs, guys, if you're in a situation where someone tells you to put on handcuffs, go ahead and just put them on lightly just in case you need to escape uh, out of them. Because yeah. that's what I was thinking she would do, and that's what she did. So I thought I thought that was a nice little detail. Yeah, because she's crafty. She's Kate, you know. Right. She's, she's born to run, and you know you got to watch out. <laughs> um. So one question would be, why did he insist that she wear handcuffs? Uh, because she's dangerous, and if you don't have five guns, uh, you better watch <laughs> out. Okay. Um. You know, I'm not really sure. I think it was because that, you know, she had a knife and fork handy. Uh, okay. And it could have been, I mean, she could I mean, still, still, like, She could still him. get him with a knife. But I think, um, what? well, when I first saw the handcuffs, I thought he was just going to cuff her to the chair or something. Mm. But um, I don't really know. I'm a little confused, and I think... There's some weirdness going on there. There's, and you know what? I think this scene, if you think about Kate being a mole, there's some there's some interesting things there. I think to think about. I already and I already said she's not a mole, but this seems to me like you know he says you know the next two weeks going to be very unpleasant for you, and and this could be punishment for her not doing whatever she was supposed. If she's a mole, she was not doing what she was supposed to do. Um, now, later, when she goes, when she's brought into the cage where Carl was, if you notice, the cuffs really hurt her arms. And yeah. it looks like there was some, some, something happened. I mean, if you wear cuffs tightly like that, you know, you should be okay for a short amount of time without getting your arms all bruised up. Your hand, your yeah, wrist. Yeah, I mean, Jim, Jim had a, a handcuff on one of his arms for a whole... Practically yeah. a whole season. Yeah. Well, it hurt him, but it wasn't as bad. I mean, I think yeah. that, you know, the fact that her hands were cuffed together, there's more friction there and there's more wear and tear, I think. But, yeah. you know, especially if you're being abused or something. Uh, and she has that weird look when she sees Sawyer. I mean, it, it was sort of a look of relief and sort of a look of, of sadness, I think, that they were both in this situation. Yeah. But it also looked like a look... <laughs> Oh, I feel really stupid uh, investigating her look, but it, it was also it seemed like a look of um, like uh, like regret, as if maybe she she answered questions she felt guilty about answering, and maybe they got some questions out of some answers out of her, you know, and that's why, you know she looked a bit roughed up cuff wise. Uh, which is, I don't know what they could have done except, like, grab the cuffs and, like, shake them, them, shake them back. <laughs> Tell me what you know, shake, shake, shake. And it just, it just sort of hurts her. Oh, I mean, God. I guess what we're just supposed to buy is that they were on very tightly, and during the course of her eating, they, they you know, they're just on really tightly, and it just really hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, now. You know, okay, sorry. Then go ahead. She so they they burned her clothes. Which yes, kind of weird. They burned her clothes, and people have said um, maybe because of the sickness. Um, which okay, I don't buy, but it doesn't seem like they did that to Jack and Soy. Of course not. <laughs> uh, yeah. So now I mean, another, she got this different treatment. Really, another um, thing to remember, I think, if it's important, is that you know she was the only one going around Henry, so maybe that's important. That if it, okay. if it was because of the sickness that, you know, she was going near, I'm sorry, Ben, 
So maybe that was important. But I guess the question is, well, what about Tom and the others? Do they not matter about the sickness? Who knows? Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think it was because of the sickness. Um, But I don't know why they would do that. Uh, And maybe they're lying. (laughs) Yeah, I know. That's that's always a possibility. Um, Especially if it's something that you can never trust. Do you have any speculation on what the next two weeks are going to be very unpleasant means? I think it's going to be celebrity boot camp. Okay. Yeah. Okay. She needs to lose a few pounds, and I think uh-huh. they're going to whip her into shape. <laughs> now, I don't know. I, I do want to point out really quickly, like, when he says put on the handcuffs, she goes, and if I don't? I know. Which is, which is one of those lines that has been in, like, every movie and every TV mm-hmm. show ever. There's always, like, do this, and if I don't? Right, but you just gotta have it in there, and uh, and you know, you know what? I'd also like to bar. I know this doesn't may not fit with this episode, but I'd like to bar. Um, why are you telling me this? Oh God, like, I've heard that way too many times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why are you telling me this? We we we've got to put a stop to why are you telling me this? Because I I who said I, just can't do it I don't remember anymore. who says that. I don't even know if it's in this episode. I oh, just, okay. I just when when I was watching the other last episodes, I, I saw it a few times. I do remember like, someone in season two saying, "Why are you telling me this?" Um, yeah, it's just it's it's one of those things where like someone says something um, oblique. I mean, like I know um, Hen- Hen- Ben says it to Echo after he confesses about killing the two others. Yeah, you know, it's just like if someone says something and it's really not clear why they're saying it. You know, they want to tell the audience, but. You know, the person saying it isn't going to just explain it on their own. So I guess you just have to have another character just ask them why. Yeah, I think when 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 Ben asks it, it it makes sense to me because he he basically is saying, "Do you know I'm another?" Uh, you know, when he asks, that's really what that question is about. Uh, yeah. So it made sense in that situation. Uh, but my point was, I just love when she says, "And if I don't," and then he goes, "Then you don't get any coffee." I, I just know. love that line. Oh, I, I just love that. And she's like, "Well, hot damn! I better put on these cuffs because I sure want some coffee." No, I just, I, know, I that love was, that. That was very that good. Was I love that. Her. I love it. That well, was so then, weird. I, you, my dear, did not get any of this fresh roasted was, coffee. It was so Henry. I mean, it was so Henry. He's he's got his tongue in his cheek all the time. I know. He, no matter what the situation, he might he might throw a little. Uh, Throw a little one-liner at you. Yeah. Well, you just don't get any coffee then. (laughs) Because you're a bad Uh, girl. You'll only get cream in your coffee. No sugar. (laughs) Yeah, it was very, it was very, you know, it was weird because she put it on. I guess she didn't really care what the answer really was, but uh, I guess she knew she just better put it on. Um, Yeah. Anyway, the next two weeks, very unpleasant. Um, I, I can only assume... And I don't know what they're going to do, so I can't assume any... I don't know what to assume. Um, I don't either, but I thought you might have some sort of wild speculation yeah, about he, what that means. Here we go. Um, a series of tests uh, for whatever reason. Uh, interrogation for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, maybe they're going to be, uh, you know, given more drugs and stuff like that. I mean, he says very unpleasant, and he, you know, he always sort of, you know under under tells what's really going to happen anyway. Yeah. And so I think very unpleasant means, like, excruciatingly unpleasant. <laughs> right, Pl- right, Plus, so unpleasant that he thinks having a nice meal 
with a fork and in a nice dress on the beach will be will be something to actually hold on to. Like, you know, like to me, that's not that. I mean, I I know they're staying on the island and that some of that stuff they haven't had in a long time, but. Yeah, the fact that she's gonna be in in such a dire situation that that is gonna comfort her means it's gonna be a really right. bad situation. And I don't know about you, but having a weird, uncomfortable breakfast in handcuffs with like a creepy guy who was imprisoned uh, in a station—I mean, to me, that's just not that comforting. It's I, not. I mean, he says, you know, I wanted you to be comforted by looking at the same ocean your friends are looking at. And, yeah, I think that was really the writers talking and really explaining what this scene was supposed to be about. I don't really think Kate bought it or that she was comfortable or that she'll even remember that, um, you know. Yeah. But... I I would not look back on that with, with, you know, fond memories. Ah, ah, the day when I ate lunch with Henry. It was glorious. Well, I think... I think what that scene also does is, obviously, it sets up the two-week unpleasantness. Um, right, but and I think it it starkly contrasts it because because I think part of it is like you know they think they're good people so it's like well we're gonna do this thing that's gonna be pretty bad for her but let's give her this good thing to sort of make up for it yeah I think that's probably what that's about too yeah I guess so 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 you think they're gonna do something worse in particular to Kate than to Sawyer and Jack because I mean they didn't get any such they haven't worries. gotten anything I don't know what the, it seems like they're experimenting on with Sawyer psychologically. Yeah, we, I want to. I want to talk about his little food test, um, but in a second. Oh, we definitely. Have to uh, talk and that. I and we got to talk about what Juliet is doing with Jack. Um, yep. I you know I feel like he said the next two weeks going to be unpleasant. I really thought he meant for all of them, uh, and maybe for, I did too. But just since he's saying it to her, yeah, I, I know. know he just said it to her, and I noticed you know not that they tell it you know. They never tell each other things anyway, but I expected her, when she when she came and saw Sawyer, I expected her to say, Sawyer, you know, I heard he said they're going to, you know, the next two weeks is going to be blah, blah, blah. You know, I expected her to say mm-hmm. that, but she sort of didn't. Yeah. So I don't know if it's if it's just for her or not. I don't really know. We'll see. I don't think it is. I think if they do whatever they're going to do in two weeks, which I think can pretty much they can do over the next six episodes, the next five episodes. Right. Uh, the next going to explain how they can get back to home. You know, that basically the others are going to do A, B, and C with these guys and then let them go, basically. You know, yeah. so we don't have to have a big escape scene and all that stuff. Right. And that they keep coming and looking for them, you know. Because I think right. to a certain extent they're trying to get away from the others. Um at least from some of the speculation I've heard about season three. Yeah, I know. Half so, of it says that, and the other half says it's all about the others. Yeah, so, so, you know. so who knows? But I think if they're trying to get, get the others out of the storyline soon, then having this sort of two-week deadline thing really gets us, gets us there. You know, In two weeks, the, other, yeah. the others will be through doing whatever they wanted to do, and they won't have to bother the losses anymore. So, um, I, right. so I think in, in that situation, in that context that, you know, um, I don't have a point though because I don't know what it's going to be. I mean, who knows? I, I think I want to think it's some sort of tests, but I don't know why the tests would be unpleasant. Yeah, I know, I know. You know, I um, I, I I watched the season two finale yesterday, right before I watched this, and uh, sorry, three minutes, and uh, uh, you know, when Wall comes in. Uh, to you know, to see Michael for the three minutes, they 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 mentioned something about putting him in the room again. Uh-huh. Like, don't make me put you in the room again, or something like that. Hmm. 
Um, so, and I hadn't really listened to that, noticed that line before. And so it makes me think that they, you know, I mean, it sounds like they have some sort of like punishment room or whatever. I don't know if it has anything to do with what we've seen, but I get the idea that they, you know, if they are going to run tests, there might be sort of like rewards and punishments involved or whatever for, you know, the, uh, for the test that they, yeah. Perform. I, I don't think we've seen the room. I mean, nothing so far seems like that kind of... Descri- I mean, if they put him where Jack is, big deal, you know? Yeah. Um, and obviously, I don't think they would call where Soria is the room. No, um, So, I don't think we've really seen it. Um, I th- You know, back to what Tom said about Takei, you know, she says, where am I? He says, you really think I'll answer that? Like, I'll tell you? Like, why not? Why not say you're you're at our home or you're at this station or you're whatever like um oh and I guess that's a point we should we should clarify or try to clarify is that where they're holding them is not where they live. Right. Because where they live is the little utopian place with the little cabins uh yeah. and where they are is this sort of industrial station place which doesn't quite line up cuz they said you're coming home with us. Now maybe it's uh, maybe it's close and maybe it's you know close enough to be called home. I don't know. I don't think so. I think they're just wanting. Because yeah. yeah, they're clearly not in that little village. Or um, or maybe maybe well they they have to be close enough to the water to have that underwater station. So. Yeah. Oh, that's that's a good point. Because even so. if even if you're at the beach, is that really the beach is really shallow? You know. Um, so I, I'd love to see, now that I think about it, I'd love to see this station because, because obviously part of it has to be, you know, in the jungle where Sawyer is, Mm -hmm. and then part of it needs to be underwater, which would mean it should be fairly far off from the shore to be significantly underwater, right? Yeah, I would have to be, I guess. So what does that mean? Um, Does that mean it's like a two-part station, or like it's connected by a series? Maybe there's a series of underground, like, like there's like where Henry went to, you know, when he when, yeah. when it got flooded. Like maybe that tunnel system leads back up to the top where the where Sawyer and them were kept. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Yeah, I guess that's what I sort of assumed um, back, you know, when it was just speculation about an underwater station. Uh, I just sort of assumed that. You know, to get in, there'd have to be some sort of tunnel. Uh, you wouldn't just sort of swim out there. Yeah. So, <laughs> you don't think you have a Dharma submarine? No. <laughs> well, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. But, uh, no, I, I just assume there's some sort of tunnel system. So that definitely could be, you know, what connects the uh, yeah connects the two and, and where it can be far enough out that they're that far underwater. And, yeah. Know. I mean, what Sawyer was looking at when he saw the logo, that did look like some sort of tunnel. I mean, it was obviously above ground and not that big, but I guess I sort of assumed there was water in that little thing and that, that tubular thing. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, I, do. I just sort of assumed there was water in there for some reason. Um, yeah. But anyway, um, I just thought it was weird that he wouldn't tell her where she was. I don't. It's like at that point, why does it matter to keep that a secret? Um, oh, I, I mean, it doesn't really matter. But why does he? I mean, I, I don't see why he would tell her either. Well, he because know, she, because she asked. Yeah, but that, I mean, that's not a reason to. T- I mean, from his perspective, that's not a reason to tell her. I mean, 
you know. At least like you're with us, you're with us now, or you're. I don't know. Whatever. I get your point. Um. Yeah. I mean, I agree. There's no reason not to tell her, but I I can buy that he wouldn't tell her. Oh, I can buy it too. I just wanted to say something. Oh, okay. So we got to talk about Jack's backstory just so we get adequate coverage uh, on this, on this episode. <laughs> It's a little bit of a yawner, um, but look, I guess we should talk about it because, you know, he, I'm he, <clears throat> sorry, he hears his dad say, let it go through the intercom. Right. Now, now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess we both have something to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess, I'll let you go first. You're probably going to say what I'm going to say. Maybe. I mean, my big thing was, I mean, they sort of implied that that was a hallucination, because Juliet says, you know, those intercoms haven't worked in years. And, you know, we just saw that scene, and it's just sort of ridiculous that yeah. he would hear that for real. Yeah. And so it kind of it made me think of, um, of the scene in What Kate Did, where Kate hears, where Kate sees Sawyer talking, in the, you know, as Wayne, I guess. Where, I mean, I know you came down on that not being a hallucination, but it just sort of reminded me of that in a way. Like, they're sort of dealing with this situation, and they just kind of, like, hear it in their in their present situation. Yeah. Um, it reminded me more of when, when Sawyer heard uh, it'll come back oh, around. Oh, yeah. It'll come back around. It's probably more like that. But but, but that, was a, think... that was like an other thing. With the whisper, yeah. with the whispering too, and that—that's not what happened with Jack, but still. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's interesting. Yeah. So I, uh, I have to say it's a hallucination because I can't come up with any other reasonable explanation for it. You know, um, God, I forgot. I had this big theory about the others, and I just. I just it just dawned on me, but I don't remember the details now. I was gonna say it earlier. Wow, that's a really horrible thing to say because no one knows what I'm talking about. But um, it, it dawned on me about I was thinking about the others in terms of having powers, and I had this theory about what was going on in relationship to their powers, but I, I don't remember. Hopefully, I'll remember it because I was okay. thinking. Um, I mean, very loosely. Um, that, and this doesn't make any sense, but I'll say it. Um, th- well, it doesn't seem like they have powers. I mean, they, they, there's a couple of things in this episode that makes me think they might, but there's a lot of things that don't, that makes me think they don't have powers. But yeah. I was just wondering if, if the, the medicine that, the drugs that they were given or whatever, or whatever they're going to go through in the next two weeks has anything to do with, about maybe instilling these three people with, the powers or or seeing if they have powers or something like that um and i thought of that just because the fact that jack heard what his dad said just like uh sawyer heard what the the fake sawyer or the guy he thought was the real sawyer said right uh and i was just wondering if if the drugs they gave jack made him sort of able to hear you know the others talking or something like that through the intercom or i don't know i, I didn't get it but it's not make a lot of sense is it Okay. Um, I, I vaguely understand what you mean. Yeah. Um, and I had this I mean, other thing I wanted to say about the others and their powers, and, and but I don't remember what it was now. Okay. Well, hopefully it'll come back uh, if we talk more about other stuff. Yeah. Um, I, uh, 
I never, I never thought about that. I think, I mean, obviously, well, th- this is sort of a general comment. This, this episode obviously tells us a lot about the others. Yeah. But there's a lot of stuff that's still up in the air. Of course, and they give it, they gave us new stuff to wonder about. Of course they did. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess that's to be expected. I you mean, know, you can. <laughs> it doesn't seem like they were, you know, going for world domination in between their book club meetings. You know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it just doesn't seem like that's what's going on. And if and if Ben is Rosinski, then there's some explaining to do there. I know. I know. Um, I know. I, I a, can't. There's a lot going on. Man, there's a lot going on with with what their seemingly day-to-day life was like compared to what's going on on the island with the, with the, with the stations and with Dharma. Right. And what they know and didn't know and should know. Uh, which now, was, what we don't know is, like, what their day-to-day life was like after Ethan and Goodwin went off. Yeah. You know, did, did they continue in that manner? Or See, when they found out that Ethan and Goodwin were killed, you know? Well, And, yeah. you know... Did that sort of change? You know, we, we don't really know. It's we know what what they were like right before the crash. Yeah, I but... think. I mean, I think seemingly for most of the people that we saw in the others community, it, it was the same. I think for maybe Juliet and Ben and some other higher ups, I guess. Um, I don't know why Juliet's a higher up, but for one of the for the higher ups, maybe things have changed. I mean, I, I can totally see a scene when. You know, one of them comes running back or something and, and said, you know, tells Ben and Juliet, you know, oh, I just found Goodwin in the jungle. He's been murdered, you know. And then they have a scene where, you know, Ben tells some other people to go, whatever. And then that's when Cindy gets kidnapped, you know, uh, for whatever reason. Maybe they're trying to figure out what happened to, to Goodwin. And so they kidnap Cindy to question her about it or something. Right. Uh, and I can definitely, you know... Uh, I think we're going to get a lot of the other side of what, if I can use that pun, the other side of what, <laughs> the other side of what was going on, uh, you know, during maternity leave and during uh, all these all these pivotal moments in season yeah. one and season two when we were getting uh, the lossy side of it. I think we're going to get the other side of it. You know, like I said, them reacting to finding out Goodwin is dead and finding out Ethan was dead. And then I think that's when Henry, or sorry, that's when Ben decided to step in and try yeah. to and try to seemingly do what what Goodwin maybe wasn't able to do, and what Ethan seemingly wasn't able to do, which is I don't know, but yeah, it seemed like he decided to step in and 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 do whatever he was trying to do, right. Um, yeah, but there's there's so much going on. Like you know, we we all talked about what. If anything, Henry was doing in the computer room during lockdown. Right. And now it seems like there's not that much he could have been doing considering what their normal life seems to be. Right. Uh, so this episode throws a lot of past theories out of the out of the window. Yeah. Uh, defenestrates them, if you will. Yeah. And, um, but anyway, can we talk about... Uh, let, let's save all the big other talk for when we have nothing else to talk about because that's going to okay, take a yeah. lot of time. Yeah, I know, because I, I could, if we get on that track, I have a lot more questions um, um, about the others, so. Can we go to... Um, we're, we're, we were going to talk about Jack's backstory. You want to get that over with? Ugh, okay. 
I know. I feel the yeah. same way. Although, I have to say, I didn't think it was that bad. It's, it really it's, wasn't that bad, but it's not as interesting as what else is going on. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, I've seen I've seen worse flashbacks than that. Uh, Son and Jin, if you will. Rosa <laughs> Bernard. Even Charlie. Jeez. Even Charlie. Yeah, definitely Charlie. Um, I want to get the band back together. <laughs> okay, Charlie, give it up. Yeah, I know. Um, okay, so the first part of Jack's backstory, as we said earlier... We see him spying on Sarah. This is obviously post their separation and before their their official divorce. Um, so he's spying on him. Obviously, this in this whole the, 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 his backstory is about two things: his need to figure out who Sarah is with, the new man in her life, and then his ability to not quote let it go, <laughs> let it go. Which to me is 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 a is a corollary, if you will, of of uh, his needing to fix things. Right. Like he he's got to fix everything because he can't let things go. You know, <laughs> specifically. Or he can't let things go because he has to fix everything. Exactly. They 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 go hand in hand. Uh, and I really am getting tired of these phrases that they throw in the show that has to be said four or five times. And then, you know, until it hits, you know, they just hit us over the head with this. Right. And um, and I guess to a certain degree, letting it go is what Jack had to do with Juliet. Like, he was being very, very defiant the whole time. And he just sort of had to sort of give in and be a little bit more uh, passive just to move things along. Yeah. But anyway, so, you know... Jack starts calling all the numbers on Sarah's phone and uh, her cell phone, and then he sees that Sarah has been calling his dad, Christian, and he thinks daddy is sleeping with his wife. Or, which was a theory that was out there. Which was um, a theory, that, and as soon as they said it on the show, I said, wow, it's so not true. Um, <laughs> I guess it's still not completely out of the realm of possibility, but just from just from Christian's reactions when, when Jack accuses him of it directly... I just don't think it's true, you know? And, no, and plus, either. I mean, we do see that guy at the end that, that, yeah. that is with Sarah, but that could just be a red herring. It could be, but I, I don't think it is. I don't think I, it is either. I, I, think, uh, I think it's, yeah, I, I don't think, I mean, the, the thing that bothered me, though, is like, why wouldn't she just tell him? Or why wouldn't his dad just say no? You know, because I, Jack, I, because they got to make Jack let it go. I guess so. Like I'm just like guys. Like he'll shut up if you just say it's this guy yeah. or no, I'm not. Uh, but he he would just sort of avoid it and just be like, drop it, Jack. Like yeah. Like I, I, it just bothered me that no one would just like you know. <laughs> Just yeah, tell him something. That's the get thing. off your back. Exactly. He's like, Daddy, sleep with my wife. And he's like, Jack, just let it go. Which means, like, I might be sleeping with her. It doesn't matter. Let it go. It's like, I know. You know. That's the thing. That's not what you should say to that. I mean, to an act, I mean, you, you got to at least deny it, right? You have to at least deny it. And, and not a, not agreeing is not denying. So Even if it is true. Yeah, I mean, just saying, like, drop it. I mean, it just, I don't know. It just bothered me. I'm like, come on, guys. Like, it's so obvious you can get him to calm down. I mean, yeah. Yeah, which which makes me think maybe they're maybe they're trying to play into the is she with Christian or not? Uh, maybe they're trying to do that to uh, to a small degree because I think anybody who thought she was with Christian gets serious doubt with that scene at the end. You know when she goes with that that other guy, right? Uh, and even when even when you know Jack Jack sees you know she bails him out and Jack sees the guy and he's like is that him and she doesn't even say yes or no. I know. I know. Like she's just like, let it go, Jack. I mean, 
It's so at that point the guy is right. He's twenty feet away. Just say that's him. I know. You know, if it's that's him, what bothered me. It's like, why can't you just say it? Yeah. Man? What's what is it killing you to just tell? It's like she she was as stubborn as he was. I know. Now I wonder if oh we gotta talk about that. I wonder if I wonder now the only another reason why I think no you know Christian and Sarah didn't didn't say yes, you know, or or Sarah didn't say yes, that's him, or yes, there's someone else, is because maybe there isn't. Maybe, I mean, maybe there was a man that, you know, took Sarah's attention away from Jack, and, you know, but as of, you know, as of this flashback, that man's not in her life anymore. And so, you know, there really isn't anyone for her to say, yes, this is the guy, it's Bill, blah, blah, blah. And so maybe that's part of the reason why she's not just saying yes, because there isn't anybody and and moreover, it's not the point. The point is, I don't want to be with you anymore, so let it go. Um, so I, yeah. I I think that should be thrown in the mix too. I mean, obviously we saw the guy she was with at the end. That could have just been a friend. Uh, who knows? But yeah, I, I think to a certain degree it could just be that there is no one, and that's why they're not telling him yes or no because there just there isn't anyone. So. Well, why can't they just tell him that? I mean. You know, is it? Just, yeah, they, they just, could. They, do they, they just they feel could. like they're they're giving in to his, you know, to his obsession? If they, tell I think him, so. I, mean, just... I think that's part of what it is. Is they don't want to give in to his obsession because I think if they, I think they know. I think Jack made it clear in that first scene with her at the at the lawyer's office. You know that if if he, if if she tells him the guy's name, especially like where he lives or where he, what he does for a living. Jack is not going to let it go. He's going to be even more obsessed. He's going to probably start stalking that guy. I mean, he's going to turn into Locke when Locke started stalking his dad, you know? Yeah. Like, he, he's he's going to... So maybe they they don't want to give him any information because, you know, they don't want to enable his, this addiction he has to his with obsessive with obsessing about things. And um, they know that if they give him any little piece of information, he's just going to use that and get it worse. Yeah. So maybe that's why they're doing it. Okay. Another thing that maybe is worth mentioning is that it seemed like, you know, after Jack, like, attacks his dad um, and he gets thrown into jail, um, you know, we find out that Jack's, Jack's dad apparently was sober for, you know, 50 days, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, uh, when Sarah picks him up, she mentions that when Jack's dad called him, he was really drunk and, you know, she could barely understand him. Um, so it made it seem like Jack doing this, like, drove him to drink again. Oh, you know? yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, which is kind of weird, like, that he's partially to blame for him, you know, getting, you know. Off the uh, wagon. Getting off the wagon again. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of weird because it, it always seemed like it always seemed like it was it was just sort of his fault for being weak or whatever but uh it seemed like in this situation it was sort of i mean he's still to blame for doing it because he has his own he makes his own decisions but uh it seemed like jack's situation sort of drove him into that so whatever it's just uh just a little no i agree i thought that was very a very uh big thing is that the Pretty much, you know, I, what I thought was really interesting about this episode is it gives, it fills in some more information, obviously, about the backstory. And, you know, I sort of thought, you know, because we I didn't have anything else to go on, that after Jack turns his dad in, uh, and actually, I think this was before Jack turned his dad in. Yeah, because after he gets turned in, 
he pretty much just goes to Australia. Yeah, and so that's what I was just going to say. I thought after he got turned in, he just left. But now, now, yeah, basically this was before, and I guess that's what, I guess that's the thing. Jack's dad had a history with alcohol, yeah. uh, alcoholism, and then he was good for 50 days, and then Jack got him really upset, and he started drinking again. Then I guess pretty soon after he gets back on the wagon and back into the program, and then that's when he has a drink on the job, and then he gets in trouble, and then Jack turns him in, and then he... Then he really feels like life has gone to hell because, you know, he's done this a couple times. Right. I, I'm assuming that, like, up until then, you know, he was an alcoholic. He would drink a lot at night, but it hadn't gotten to the point where he's drinking before surgeries. Yeah, so, exactly. So it's not to the point where Jack needs to, you know, report him to a, to a medical board or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that, that seems about right. And I really thought we were, yeah, I guess they have to find something new to fill in there, but... Uh, I really thought we knew all we needed to know about that whole situation. Oh, they're uh, just going to throw some more stuff in there. Yeah, I guess so. So that's all I have on Jack's backstory. Do you have more? Ooh, more. Okay, more. <laughs> Interesting word, more. Um, well... Uh, it was uh, the whole... That scene when they go to the AA meeting... He follows his dad to the AA meeting, and then he just, like, walks in and starts <clears throat> rambling. I yeah. thought that was really interesting that the, the, the lady was like, come on, Jack, sit down. It's good that you're here. Like, I I mean, I've never been to AA meeting, but that seemed like a very strange thing to do. Uh, uh, and, you know, invite the person that you're having a problem with to talk to these. I don't know. It just seemed like a weird thing to do that. Did she really think he was going to sit down, especially in that condition? sit down and, like, share his feelings about his father <laughs> that he, you know, hasn't really been able to even tell his father, let alone some strangers. But I guess that's what she was... That's her job. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think she would like him to do that. But uh, yeah, the, yeah. the idea that he would is sort of silly. Yeah. Uh, there was a poster of the 12 Steps in the background. Oh, really? So it was definitely an AA meeting. Uh, the door said, like... Friends of Bill, and then like a letter. I, I couldn't get a good picture of it. Uh, I don't really know what that was supposed to mean. Maybe I misread it, but the door had a weird sign on it. Didn't see it. Um, I guess that's all I have about his backstory. Um, I thought it was interesting that Sarah says, you know, where's your lawyer? And her lawyer didn't seem to be there. I know. Um, or, although maybe that was her lawyer's office, maybe. Yeah, I yeah maybe. Yeah, I guess. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, it makes like, sense. They where else would they be? They got to be at somebody's off lawyer's office. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I yeah that makes sense. Okay. Um, yeah. I was gonna say great point, and then you. Yeah, uh, yeah, my point blew up. Uh, much like the hatch in season two. Mm, Sorry. Or did it? Or did it? We'll find out. Um, well, it caused an earthquake, so. I don't know or that, did it. I don't know what that means. You can't say or did it all the time. Sorry. Okay, so let's go back to the present. Uh, glad we Please. talked about Jack because I don't know why. Um, let's talk about Jack and Juliet. Okay. <laughs> um, well, I don't know where to start. Well, I don't I, either. I just wanted to quickly say, uh, when right before Jack has the scene, you know, apparent hallucination. 
Uh, he tries to drink the water that's dropping from the ceiling. Oh, right. Which I thought was, like, a very good survival. Like, oh, he's really thirsty. And, and oh, man, that's good, Jack. Yeah, drink the water that's dripping. Yeah, yeah, good job, buddy. And uh, then he, like, spits it out because it's apparently not water or not, like, tasty. Um, yeah, I assumed I, Yeah, I assumed it was really nasty for some reason. Yeah, I, I, just, I thought that was very interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know why they chose to do that, but I thought that was very good. Um, you know, Julia brings the food several times. The first time she brings a little grilled cheese sandwich. Right. Uh, with a little parsley on the side for no apparent reason. <laughs> uh, it was kind of burned, too. Yeah. Like black. Well, it was burned in certain parts. I think people like to make their grilled cheese like that sometimes. Really? Ugh. Well, it's I not mean... burned. It's, uh, it's Cajun style. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> so, I want to, I want to, I want to point out, uh, which oh, I guess means God. they're in New Orleans. Uh, no. I want to point out that... Obviously, there was a Dharma logo on the water, and there was also a Dharma logo on the food tray, uh, which yes. to me is really interesting they, that Dharma gives them food trays. Like it's Dharma just ordered everything, man. They're like, okay, yeah, they really have need, the basis covered. We need Dharma yeah. pencils. We need Dharma floor mats. We need Dharma insoles. We need Dharma lamp covers. We need Dharma like everything. Yeah, they just had to put their labels yeah. on everything. Or, or maybe that's what they did. They just ordered like a lot of Dharma labels, and they just slapped yeah. it on like anything that was around. They just slapped it on there. That's the sense I got. It's like it's like a store brand thing. Like they have some deal where like they just got stuff from people and just slapped their label on. It. <laughs> You know? Oh, they're Dell. No, just kidding. <laughs> Dell makes fine. Oh, Dell no. makes fine products. People. I have a feeling that was a zing, but I don't quite get it. Um, uh, yeah, it's a reference to Dell and their monitors. And uh, is I that something they're known for? I don't think Dell makes their monitors. I think LG makes their monitors. Oh. Anyway, um, you know I have an LG monitor. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that later because I. I'm thinking of buying a new monitor, so uh, we should... Oh, interesting. I'm Let's, uh... thinking of buying an LG monitor, so we should have a discussion about that. <laughs> oh, maybe Mr. Podcast. How about that? How about um... that? Okay, so... Uh, uh, is this... Okay, here's the thing. She goes, you know, blah, 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 Jack, don't you want this sandwich? It's... Pause, pause, pause. Just off the frying pan. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know... I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know if that was... If there was a sort of pause there because of the cut that they made to cut to the sandwich or whatever uh, or if that, you know if it's just an editing thing or if, or if it really wasn't just off the frying pan you know um, as we said I think mostly we talked about this in our season 2 retro but um, that the others might have powers of manifestation right they, that we were and for, for those of for no one no one has heard of season 2 retro is not out yet <laughs> But just to catch you guys up, Justin and I theorized that um, basically in maternity leave, when Claire is in the little nursery, there's a lot of items there that really shouldn't be there, and specifically the airplane mobile uh, right. that, plays that plays the specific song she wanted to hear. Um, it really shouldn't be there, and maybe the others have the the, the very awesome ability to how uh, whatever with whatever means create things out of you know sheer will alone or something mm-hmm. and so i don't know the fact that she had this little bitty pause when she said it's just off the frying pan and she said she didn't make it too uh which i thought was interesting she's like oh i didn't make it 
you know. Which, I just put in a toothpick. Yeah, I just put, which was weird, you know, it's not like, I don't know, I mean, that's a, that's a valid thing to say, even if somebody else made it, even if that's the reason, but, I don't know. My point is, maybe, maybe she conjured it up with her magical powers, uh, which they don't really seem to have. <laughs> Right, but I like to think they do have them or something. That's, that's something I definitely want to address at the end when we when we can sort of step back and talk about the others in general. Okay, um, because yeah, I mean, I, I definitely need to get to a lot of the things we've we've learned about the others over time. I want to try to see how they fit in with this picture of them. Um, Good. I'm having a hard time making it work. So uh, I'll try to help if I can. We'll see if we can make that work out um, later. But yeah, you know, I just assumed it was it was simple, but, uh, you know, simple as someone else cooked it. Yeah, but, and I also uh, want to point out when she left, she took a bite of it, but did, she didn't chew it. Like right oh, really? when she left, she like she like... She took a bite and, and just sort of... I mean, she's only in the scene for a couple seconds, right, when she takes the bite because she closed the door and the scene ends. Yeah. But she didn't... She wasn't chewing. And to me, it seemed like she was just sort of... A little bit proving to Jack it wasn't poisoned. But she didn't chew it, so it doesn't really mean anything. Um, yeah. Because I thought... That was one of my concerns when, you know, get this... Eat this food. Eat this food, prisoner. You know, right. for whatever reason, it could be poisoned or something. It tastes sour, really. I hadn't noticed. Really, I hadn't noticed. <laughs> oh, um, maternity leave reference. Um, so I don't know if it was poisoned or not, but she. I just noticed that she didn't chew it, and whatever that means, I don't think that's a big deal. But she, she specifically just took a bite and just sort of had it in her mouth as she closed the door. But you know, whatever. Um, yeah. Now, the other big thing about Juliet is she, she, she said, she asked Jack, you know, where were, the, where was their plane fr- flying from? Yeah. And she says, uh, and she asked him some other questions and I really think she's just seeing what he knows and what he's willing to tell her. Yeah. Because I feel like where the plane is from, she should know. I, I know Ben knows. Uh, and we later find out that she does know, so... How? Oh, because of that file. Yeah. Now, I didn't know if she had that file all along or not. I mean, I didn't... I mean, I guess we should assume You think she, she threw that together? Well, not that, she threw it, not that she threw it together, but that she, like, maybe Ben gave it to her after this scene, or she got it after this scene, or whatever. I don't know. I mean, I, I mean regardless of when she got it, I think she knew... The, the questions that she asked, I think she knew the answers anyway. So, I, I agree. Yeah. So I think she knew that, and most likely she already had the file. Why not? Okay. I'm just saying it. I didn't really think about it until now, but she probably had the file the whole time. Um, yeah. But I mean, I, she didn't necessarily like just read it or something. But I think they, she had access to it. She probably, yeah. But that's the thing. Like when when he sort of wakes up, she's reading that file, and it seems like you know she's on a like couple first pages, I think, and it just seems like if she would have read it before, why is she reading it now? So that's why it made me think she, like, just recently got it. Um, oh. You know. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? But I just thought it was weird that she would be asking these questions. And I guess the only reason to ask questions you already know the answer to is to see what someone will tell you. Yeah. Uh, but what would be the reason for that? Uh, I mean, he obviously lies. You know, he says he's a repo man, which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah. Um and it seems like he's only lying because she wants to see if he's going to tell the truth. Yeah. That's the, I mean, I feel like if – and it just seems like that was – that's the only reason he lies is because 
he sort of knows, or the or specifically the writers just want to use that. He didn't seem to me to believe in his lie either. It, it the way he delivered it made it seem like he was lying. He was very agitated, and he was you know borderline hallucinating and crazy. So he was he was he was he was on edge. I bought yeah. it. I bought it though. He because he's a people person, so he loves it. <laughs> yeah. No, the way he was he was very sarcastic in the delivery. And yeah. I, I think I don't think anybody would really believe he was a. I mean, when you say I'm a repo man, I'm a people person, so I love it. I mean, you, that's just too sarcastic for for belief. Yeah, and I'm I'm not used to Jack answering questions like that. He's, it was very yeah. It's a very Jack is Jack is weird in this episode. He's very defiant and like yeah. You know, he's not very logical. He is drugged up though, so maybe that's yeah. the reason. He's not quite as bad as Claire was. No, yeah, well, I don't think it's the same drugs, and I wonder what drugs. I guess we'll wait to talk about that later. But what drugs did they? What kind of did they give him the vaccine? I mean, I don't think they gave him the vaccine. I don't either. So what could he have been? I got the sense that it was just something to sort of knock him out. Um, you know, before they brought because they all sort of woke up. You know, with the with the piece of cotton and the bandage on their arm. And so I got the sense that they just they just gave it to them and then took them to where they are. And then it was just sort of like a, um, what's it called? Uh, a sedative? A yeah. tranquilizer? So, yeah, something like that. Huh, really? Yeah. I don't believe, I, I just don't want to believe, you know, I'm not a doctor. But um, that's when you say you're not... You're not. Yeah, I know it's on my business card, but uh, I don't want to believe that uh, you know a tranquil, <laughs> a tranquil. I think you're a lot of things, apparently. Yeah, I don't want to believe a tranquilizer will would would make you hallucinate, especially since the tranquilizer obviously wore off because they're awake now. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like they gave him something that's still in his system, and that's why like. You need to eat now because it's still in your system and it's gonna get it's gonna make you worse, feel worse if you don't eat and drink. I thought what she was saying was that the drug makes you dehydrated and that's what's gonna cause you to hallucinate. Oh, is that what you think she said? Yeah. Or she meant? Yeah. Okay. I mean, she says that's she says that's a side effect. I mean, she doesn't indicate whether the drug is still in effect or not, mm-hmm. but. You know, that's that's how I interpreted it, you know. Okay. It's that it's not the drug necessarily, but sort of a side effect of the drug. That's that's still there. I mean, obviously, you don't become not dehydrated just because the drug wears off. Yeah, yeah. I, okay, I'll buy that. I'll Woo-hoo! Buy that. <laughs> what was that? That was me celebrating. Oh, you're, you're magnanimous in victory. <laughs> yeah, I am. Thanks. Oh, you know what? Um... Uh, I like Magnanimous. That is a four-pointer. Oh, nice. No one's going to know what that's about, but <laughs> when you listen to our Season 2 Retro, you'll understand our point. This is going to be great. It's just like Lost. We'll make all these references, and you'll understand them later. Exactly. Wow, our podcast is like Lost. <laughs> well, yeah, like you said, we'll, we'll we'll bring up stuff, and you'll, you guys won't know what it means until you listen to our Season 2 Retro. And you go, oh. Yeah. So I hope you guys are taking notes, because... Uh, <laughs> You'll need to be able to piece these things together. <laughs> so wait, Magnanimous, I got four points for that? Four points, yeah. I still can't break five. You know what? Actually, I really... I want to give you more for that. How about... 
I got six. See, but then when you do that, you always try to give me too many points, and now I don't want six. I think five is enough. Okay, five. Okay, five. <laughs> I, maybe I was being a little too generous. I, I feel like it's worth more than four, because that's, that's a word I really don't hear very often. Thank you. Um, I know the word, so I don't want to give it too high. I think I, five is adequate. Okay. All right. I'll stick with five. Anyway, what, what were you saying? <laughs> Sorry. Um, I am trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, I was trying to look at the episode and figure out what that line was about with the food again. Uh, I just wanted to hear it again to see, uh, if I believed you for real. You mean you know, the drug? Yeah, you know what was really funny? Uh, well, at least I thought it was sort of weird. Was when she says, okay, Jack, are you going to sit against the wall so I can bring you the food? And he goes against the wall. And she goes, thank you, Jack. And she leaves. And they yeah. I thought I thought it was like a psychological test to see if he would submit to her. Hey, me too. You know? I thought the exact same I thing. Like, I was like, I was like, wow, she just fucked him over just to prove a point. Yeah. And then, of course, she comes to the door. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I didn't understand how she was going to get in there. Yeah. So, yeah, I was like, oh, my God, that's so cool. She made him submit to her will. Yeah. She's not going to give him the food now. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Jack. And she lays the food. I was like, oh my, yeah, it freaked me out, and then she just comes in later, and I'm like... I know, like, I just, I love, I love that version of it, I wish they had done that. Yeah. Because I I loved thinking that, I'm like, wow, that's great, like, oh man, oh well, we can't have everything. I mean, I I understand, like, there's no way for her to get in through that glass thing. Yeah, I thought she was going to come through the glass somehow. Yeah, I did too, even though, like, yeah. Uh, and it really threw me off when he came back and she he was attacking her because um, I didn't realize for a second what was going on. Uh, I just listened to the thing again, and yeah, I agree with you. She says the side effect is 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 um, is dehydration, and then she then she then she basically talks about the results of that and says, you know, if you don't eat or drink soon, you're gonna start hallucinating. So yeah, I guess I'll I'll buy that it was pretty much just a knockout drug. Um, I like. I think. know it's a crappy, simple explanation. No, but... it works. Hey, as long as it makes sense, it's fine. I mean, I wish it was something. Yeah, I wish or... they were creating a new super team or something. A new superhero team with uh, Ben, Juliet, Jack, Kate, and Sawyer. That'd be cool. I'd like to see them fight crime. You know, because <laughs> Sawyer would make a good superhero because he's already got the one-liners down. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's already got that, so... <laughs> Oh, God. Anyway. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's a different show. Um, okay, so let's talk about... Okay, so... Okay, obviously Juliet is doing... Some, uh, more, there's more going on than what it appears to be because at the very end, you know, she she comes out of the room after... after um, what does she do at the end? She gives Jack the food, I guess? Uh, oh, no. Uh. Well, there's that whole scene with Jack wondering if Sarah's happy. <laughs> is my wife happy? God, it's so crappy. Uh, and it rhymes. Uh, yeah, I know. And then I was she, just say. she comes out of the room, and Ben is there, and he's like, good work. And she's like, thank you. And uh, which makes me think well, obviously, she told him, I'm sorry, he told her to do something. Whatever she's doing, it's, it's his instructions. Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe her idea, but he seems to be in charge. 
And it also made me think that it's something he would do, but he knows Jack wouldn't talk to him. Yeah. So it seems like he had her go in and do it. I agree. Um, so what do you think is going on? I'm going to ask you because I have no idea. I mean, she's she's asking questions that she already knows the answer to. Uh, she she said, I think at least twice, you can trust me. Uh, right. You know, so it seems like she's gaining his trust, for, but for what reason? Right. I think, yeah, I mean, that's a question I have. I, I want, because even when she says thank you, she says it in this way that she's she's not quite happy with what she's doing. Exactly, exactly. So they're, they're sort of presenting her as being a sympathetic character, but then again, I, the, those few little scenes, like the one where she shot Sawyer with the thing, and also when the when the place floods and she knocks Jack out, um, those couple of times she sort of surprised me, um, you know, with these sort of violent yeah. actions. Well, she has to do. I mean, she has to do those things, though. I mean, she. I mean, she obviously. I mean, she hits. She knocked. You know, she stunned Sawyer because she doesn't want him to escape, and she knocked out Jack so she could get him back in the room. Yeah, no, I mean, I understand, but just the way she acts, I, I don't expect her to do those things. I expect her to sort of leave leave that sort of work to other people. Yeah. Well, yeah, I thought it was interesting because, you know, it was very clever on her part to have Jack go press the button so he was distracted, you know? Yeah. Because if she went to go press it, you know, it'd be hard for her to press it and then turn around and try to hit him. But when he, right. you know, he's pressing it and, and exacerbated and exhausted and she can catch him off guard. and So, right. yeah, that, that's, there's a little bit of... Uh, of a dubious quality to her character, but I think I think she's being forced to a certain extent. I mean, they've already set up the fact that she doesn't like Ben or something bad right. happened, something big happened between them. So, you know, she's got this thing she doesn't want to do, whatever she's doing, at the very least because Ben is asking her to. Um, right. So. And because she just generally doesn't like his methods or his opinions on books the way things should be done and, oh. and books and <laughs> uh and and life in general yeah so i i really don't know what that means but i think i think it's there to tell us that you know whatever she's doing and however nice or it seems there there's some sort of sinister plan there yeah because um, ben is obviously not the the kind of sympathetic character that juliet appears to be so if he's okay with what's going on, then it can't be, you know, it can't be just a simple, you know, I'm just going to be nice to you and explain stuff yeah. kind of thing. God, it'd but be I, awesome I, if they could just, oh, man. Like, but as for what she's doing, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like this is leading towards her leaving. Her leaving what? Leaving the others. You think she's going to come back with them to the island? To the... I, I feel like that's what this is going to. Ugh, why? I mean, what would be the point of that? What would be the point? I don't know. But uh, but I, I feel like that's what they're, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I feel like she, see, she seems to be a bit restless in that community. I mean, that's the problem with Utopia. You know, as they said in, like, other movies and, and, and works... Uh, you know, humans have this intrinsic need. Uh, what was that? The Matrix. This intrinsic need for chaos. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to quote the Matrix, but I think it's. I think it's true to a large degree that when everything is perfect, people just aren't happy. Yeah, uh, and it seems like in that community, things are just a little too Mayberry for for it to 
you know, for it to be good for a long time. Yeah. You know, you need a little conflict. You need a little uh, uncertainty in life, I think, you know, because you need challenges. You know, yeah. if everything is handed to you, that's why, you know, a lot of those those utopian ideas don't work because when everything's handed to you, it's like, well, what do you really work for? Right. You know, anyway, let's get off of that topic. So, um, like, what I see happening at some point is maybe her helping Jack escape. Yeah, I, well, and, I definitely see that. And, and and running away, and then, you know, I, I think see, Ben will still be, you know, involved, and I feel like more stuff will happen than that, but I, I feel like that's what this is. I feel like she's going to help Jack or all of them escape, and then she's going to get killed before she can go back with them. I mean, oh, okay, that could happen too. That's 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 really what they do in, in situations like this, because you get the same, you know, you get the best of both worlds. You get the good guys escaping, and the guy, you know, and then you don't have to worry about this new character. And because right. if she goes back to the back to the beach, the beach camp, like man, I'm just going to want every episode to be about her and her talking about what she knows. Yeah, that's true. You that's know? true. That was that was it was the same thing with like Desmond. That's yeah. like you you need to stay around or Ethan. Like you need to stay around and talk. All right, well they'll just die or run away. So they exactly, can. exactly. <laughs> so yeah, you're right. That's a good point. That's a good point. Although she does give away a few things here. She gives away a few things. Now she basically says they uh, these others are what's left over from Dharma. Right. And, but it doesn't matter what they used to be. It matters what they are. Right. Um, which is which is really similar to something someone else said about, uh, uh, what did they say? Oh, man, I forgot. It was very similar. Like, I think Sarah said it. Like, Yeah, she said, she said, it doesn't matter who he is. It matters who you're not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> which is almost the same thing, you know. Uh, it's very similar, but uh, so I think Sarah is Juliet. I think that's what we're getting at here. All right. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna say it for the record. I think Sarah's Juliet. Interesting. Uh, don't ask me why they look different and have nothing in common. <laughs> um, so what's also interesting is that she says they called it it Hydra, you know, the Hydra station. She mm-hmm. said called in past tense, so yeah. we can assume. Uh, what, with pretty much 100% certainty, Dharma is gone. They're not yeah. active on the island. Uh, and she almost has, like, no real connection with them. That's she just, says that was a long time ago. It's a long time ago. So. And I think, you know... And, and we'll talk about that when we when we talk about the overall others. Uh, yeah. Other and this, this almost fits in with what my theory's been for a while. For a short while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I should say. Uh, about the others um, being a part of Dharma, I sort of thought they were scientists, but okay, they're part of the the, the utopian social experiment. And at some point, I guess, I, I don't really know how it happened, but at some point they decided what Dharma was doing wasn't right, and, and they decided to fight them. And, okay. sort of, and I feel like they sort of succeeded in driving them away. All right, you're, you're getting into your theories about the others. Uh, but Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you just... <laughs> You're like, we'll talk about this later, but here's the thing I want to talk about later. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We can, we can drop that for now. I, it just yeah, came to mind. Because I, uh, I want to tell you five reasons why you're wrong anyway. Okay. Um, that, that'll be great, but yeah. We'll, say, um, we'll save it. So what else do we need to talk about about this episode? Oh, let's talk about Sawyer real quick again. Um, okay. the little The little food uh, experiment game thing. Um, I thought that yeah. was really weird um, because, I mean, obviously it seems to be, you know, a sort of 
I don't know what, but a little test for the bears that were in there. Obviously, he's referring to the polar bears. Obviously. Um, Confirmation of what we already believe. What we already believe, which was that, you know, they have the, the reason that we saw bears in season one was because, the, you know, these bears were, in, you know, part of the Dharma uh, project. Now, I guess, I guess what you want to ask is these, these bears must have escaped a while ago. Uh, for various reasons, namely because um, if the bears had been in captivity until any time recently, they would pretty much be dead, I think, uh, unless people were taking care of them and they just got released. Because, you know, 20-something uh, years ago when Dharma started, when these when the bears were first brought there, um, you know, to me the, the most logical reason for the bears to still be around is that there were a good number of bears there in the beginning, and then somehow they got released, maybe when Dharma left, and then they just sort of propagated on their own on the island. Um, otherwise, if these bears was in captivity and Dharma left, and no one was to take care of them, then they would have just sort of died in their cages. Um, so that's why I think the bears were released a long time ago. Plus, I agree. Plus, there wasn't any fresh bear poop in Sawyer's cage. So good point. Yeah, no, I feel like the others let him go. Yeah, they, they felt like the experiments weren't right, and they let him go. Um, now that's interesting. Well, I I do want to talk about your 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 seeming to think the others didn't like what Darn was doing. But anyway, we'll talk about that. Um, Sawyer's little the little thing. Uh, he somehow figures out that if you press all three, you get the prize, which. I don't think I would have that would have dawned on me because I don't think I would have thought something like that would be in a cage. Um, but Sawyer, yeah. Sawyer's quick on his feet and he figured it out. Um, what I don't get is how you don't have to press all three at the same time. Right, you just got to press them close enough together. Yeah, which, which to me reminds me of the button. Like, yeah, you have 108 minutes to press the button, but you got a little bit of leeway when the hieroglyphs come up. You know, you don't. Yeah. Have, you don't have to press it right at 108 minutes. Right. Uh, it's it's like all those polls they publish a news plus or minus. Yeah, I just thought that was weird. So. Weird that he didn't have to, you know, press push in the little food button plus pull the lever down and yeah. and have the little thing on the ground pushed in. That's what I thought too. That was really weird. You didn't. I just I almost don't want to buy that. Uh, didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, me either. But uh, anyway, that's how it happens. So that's how it works. I guess so. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so he he wins a little prize. He gets the fish biscuit. Right. Why the fish biscuit says Dharma? I'll never know. Because uh, everything says Dharma. Unless the bears can read. Um, <laughs> which I think is a theory we should talk about. Um, <laughs> Yikes. Uh no, I just I don't know why it would say it just you know fine everything says dharma but still why should the food the bear's gonna eat say dharma besides the fact we just need to know it's a dharma fish biscuit yeah I mean yeah I mean I, it just seemed to me like you know like uh like dog dog treats or whatever usually have the name printed on there it just seem like the same kind no, of no they don't do they well the the bones do like the dry bones that are sort of like this. They, they, yeah. That's weird. That, that's stupid to me too. Why would you put your the the name of the product on there? Like, so, like wh- when your dog is eating it, you want to remember. Oh, that's a that's a kibble brand dog biscuit. Yeah, let me remember. Like, I don't know. That's weird to me too, and that's in real life. Well, I think it's for the people. I mean, you know, people are the ones that buy the stuff. 
I know, I understand it's for the people, but what I'm saying is when you buy the package, are you, you're talking about like the little doggy treats, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, you buy those in like a big package, right? Yeah. Okay, it, it's going to have the product name on the package. Well, so yeah, but why, I, do you, like... why do you need to know what it's, after you take it out to give it to your dog, why do you need to see what brand it is? I mean, you know, but they just, you know, I think like Hershey bars have it printed on there i mean it's just something they they do they put the name you know, on the thing i totally agree with you because obviously it's true and now i don't want to buy any more hershey bars because now i don't know why hershey has it on there yeah i mean <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know what their reasoning is i mean i guess they just want to remind you of the brand name some more like once you throw away the package you still can't get away from looking at it i don't know. yeah okay anyway i guess it but to give it okay whatever i guess it doesn't matter um like M and M's, I think say it on there. You know, uh, yeah. That's now that this makes me think it's weird. That's such a weird thing to do to put the the product name on the product or the company on the product. Like, the, yeah, I know M and M's have the little M's on it. Uh, Hershey's um, Reese's Pieces don't though. Oh, well, good for them. Maybe they're a better company. I think they are, and I think Reese's Pieces taste good, too. So anyway, um, he gets a little fish cookie plus, or fish biscuit. What is that what they call it? Fish biscuit. Fish biscuit. And um, and then plus a bunch of seeds or something, or beans, yeah. or I don't know. It like oats or something. It was yeah. something. Um and he, he starts to eat the biscuit, and I can't imagine what that tastes like. I, mean, I know. I was just imagining the worst flavor imaginable. It's, uh, it shaped it, like a fish. It, I yeah, imagine I was, it sort of tasted fishy. It, I would imagine it tastes fishy because they're bears. They eat fish. Yeah. So I imagine, like, they it's a this fishy taste. And, ugh. Ugh, yeah. Oh, God. Dry, like, crackery fish taste. Yeah. Like, yeah. And he gives it to true. Kate, and Kate eats it. And I'm like, is she really hungry? She just had breakfast. <laughs> I, know. I don't think she ate it at the breakfast. Oh, you don't think she ate anything? No. I mean, we didn't see her eat, and I'm just assuming she didn't eat, you know, is the that, defiant Kate. Maybe that's why he jiggled her handcuffs. Eat your oh. food, jiggle, jiggle, jiggle. <laughs> Oh. All right. Um, oh. Okay, I guess she didn't eat. I guess I wouldn't eat either in that situation. Yeah, but I, I would, can understand. I would want something to hold on to. <laughs> Please, my dear God. Oh, how I long to be on the beach with Henry. Looking at the ocean my friends are looking at. Yeah, that's just ridiculous. Um, it is. Okay, so I'm trying to think of what else in that scene. The fish biscuit was, was weird. And he's yeah. like, hey, you got a fish biscuit. Oh, look at you. Look at you. It only took the bears two hours. Oh, that was weird because he's like, yeah, I figured out your complicated, like, puzzle well, or whatever. Well, I, that's the thing. I didn't I didn't know what that was supposed to mean. It seems like he meant if the bears did it quicker than he did, uh, especially since Hori says, well, how many of them were there? Right. Uh, but there's no way for us to really judge how long Sawyer was in the cage, you know? Because if there's two, like, if there were two people in there, it'd be very easy. It'd Just be very one of them easy. hold the thing down, the other person do yeah. the... And you'd think there was, a, I, I assume there was at least two bears, because you said the bears. You so did, yeah. I feel like there was only, there was at least two in each cage or something. I don't know, whatever. But Unless there was just one in each cage, and he met the bears, because there was more than one bear total. yeah. Which is possible, I think. The bear, the caves weren't that big. I mean, polar bears are pretty big. Oh, true, so. but have you been to a zoo? Well, you know, good point. <laughs> they don't care. 
Um, maybe that's why they let him go. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know how to take that line. But, um, okay, anything else we want to talk about? Non-others related? Non-others related. Uh, uh, oh, well, I mean, in terms of the overall theory about the others. Uh, oh, okay. I thought it was very interesting. I know I asked you to talk, but I'm still talking. <clears throat> I know it was interesting. I thought it was interesting how um, Ben just left Juliet after La- after John... <laughs> after Jack. Yeah, uh, don't you mean Jake? Yeah, oh God. Sorry. No, there's a strange reference. Uh, after Jack... Uh, opened the, the 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 door and the water comes in, mm-hmm. which um, I, I don't know. I guess pressure wise, that's possible. That if there's that much water pressed against the door, could you really open it? I guess you could. Since it, I mean, I guess you, I guess it would uh, just flood open like that. I would think you couldn't you couldn't open it outward. I mean, yeah, like you definitely couldn't open car. it. You couldn't open it outward. Um, but yeah, like okay, if the yeah. thing that's I mean the, the thing I would expect is that it'd be really hard to move that wheel to undo the thing that's holding it closed. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like the thing that's holding it closed would be so pressed up against the the locking mechanism that would be you know, because of the tons of water that's pressed against it, that would be yeah. hard to open that wheel. That's what I really meant. Yeah. But, um I guess it's not that hard or Jack is really strong. Yeah. Um uh, anyway, the water comes flooding in and um I just don't understand why that door is there. Why would you need a? Why would you if if, if your station's underwater? Why would you need a door leading into the water? You know? Oh boy! Well, <laughs> you know what I mean. If you want, yeah, a... if you want water to get in, there should be some sort of pump and valve system, not just like uh, yeah. open this door and almost drown, you know, and like whatever. It's just it's very strange. Anyway. He opens it and Henry runs. I'm sorry, Ben runs and just leaves Juliet to seemingly drown. Right. Um, which I don't know what that was about. Yeah, that scene was weird when he's he's holding Juliet hostage, and and Ben comes in and he's like, "I'll kill her, or whatever." And he's like, "Okay, but if you open that door, we'll all die." Yeah. I'm like, "Oh, oh, Ben, you just." You're still lying constantly because no one died. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know, when when she says I can't open the door or we'll die, um, I believed her, you know, because I, because she's just so trustworthy, yeah. and uh, she's got that kind of face, kind face and a sweet voice. Oh, I'll take a sandwich from her any day, <laughs> um, even if it's burned. Oh, uh, Cajun style. God, <laughs> but um. That's how they do grilled cheese, man. I'm serious. I'm not making it up. I really... Okay, we'll get into why that sandwich looks like that on another... I don't make grilled cheese that way. I like it nice and browned. Well, I guess I don't make grilled cheese at all. But anyway... Yeah, okay. Uh, All right, that's a funny thing to say. Okay, um, anyway, my point is something about something. What was I saying? This is a test to see if you're listening. Oh, uh, you were saying something about that scene. I, I don't know. Oh, where you were I was going. saying I believed her when she said that if they opened the door, they would die. What I, I was talking about when uh, Henry, when Ben. Oh, I know, that. I know, I know. I, I was backing up a step here. Oh, okay, okay. And I, I believed her when she said that. I didn't think it was because of the water. I thought it was. Uh, I sort of thought it was a sickness thing that, like, 
they they were in some area that was infected, or and if they opened the door, then it'd be exposed to the air. But obviously, mm-hmm. that didn't happen. Uh, right. But it's really funny if you listen to the sounds that go on when Jack is opening the door. It sounds like Smokey. So for half a second, I thought Smokey was gonna bust in the bust in there. Oh God! Yeah, if you listen to it, there's a like. I can't describe almost like that train kind of sound that Smokey yeah. had. Like it was that kind of weird sound, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like that's where they keep Smokey, and it's gonna bust in the room and like do something crazy. Uh, but that didn't happen. No, it didn't happen. So, um, yeah, that's the thing about comments like that. When Ben says, "We're all gonna die if you open that door." It's, he should have said, you know, we all might die if you open that door. Yeah. You know, or or those of us who can't get to the safe to to safety quick enough might die. Right. Um, but it's just more dramatic to say we'll all die if you open it. Yeah, I guess that's the key. He you know? he has one for the dramatic. Plus, if somebody's about to do something that could potentially kill you, you don't want to leave any leeway for them to open it. You just yeah. want you want to scare them enough to say, okay, we're all gonna die if you do that. Because if you say we might die. Yeah. And they already want to open it, and you tell them we might die, they're just going to be like, well, I'll take the chance and open it. Yeah, exactly. And he didn't even care. He said it, he did it anyway. He did it anyway. Jack was being very weird, and, you know, he was in a dire situation, but he's being very, very crazy. I, do you really think he would have killed her? I mean, that would have been useless to kill her. Yeah, I know. I I don't think Jack has it in him. Yeah. To, to really kill someone like that. I mean, and if he were, you know, if he were fighting for his life, someone was attacking him, I guess. But just like that, where he sort of attacked her and took her hostage, like, I, I don't think Jack had, no offense, Jack, I don't think you have what it takes to, to kill someone. I don't know if that's a bad thing. You don't have to apologize for saying Jack's no, I, not a murderer. I got, no, I guess you're right. I just feel bad for saying he doesn't have what it takes because that's what his dad said. That's what his dad said. Oh, wait, are you, are you Christian? Well... Did you sleep with Sarah, you bastard? <laughs> Wait, okay. Just drop it. Just dro- let it go. Um, I was going to say something about Henry. Uh, hmm. Ben, please. Ben, please. So, uh, he... Yeah, so he runs and he, he closes the door. Why would, he, why would he close the door on her like that? Like, they must have had a big you know brouhaha for him to really like do that to her like to not care if she lives or not yeah yeah that was uh that was that was crazy do i get any do i I get any points for brouhaha Mm, uh, when's the last time you heard brouhaha high school i don't don't hear it very often but i don't consider it to be a sort of interesting uncommon word all right that's fine you know so um, how about, how about three? Okay. Wow. Three. Okay. Yeah. That works. Anyway, yeah. um, people are like, what are they talking about? <laughs> it's a point system, people. Come on, get with it. Yeah. yeah. You'll get it in time. So wait, what, what were you saying about, uh, about Ben, why he didn't feel the need to make sure she was okay? Especially since it was like a split second after he got I in. I know, I know. He blatantly closed the door. And, unless that's like part of the plan somehow. That he's that he sort of... Yeah, uh, like he, he thrust her out and then like, so Jack felt sorry for her. And like, yeah. Yeah, I can, I can sort of see that. Um, especially since, you know, Ben knew that she knew about the emergency button. Um, so... Right. 
Yeah, I could sort of see that, I guess. But, I mean, it's like, how do you plan something like that? Do you, well, I know. Is it like, okay, Juliet, you know, if, if Jack ever takes you hostage uh, and he's ever wants to open that door and I'm around to see it, uh, <laughs> I'll and if I escape first, then I'm just going to have to leave you, you know, to the wolves, you know, so that Jack believes whatever. And I don't know how you plan something like that, but I guess maybe – Maybe it's that kind of thing you just do it, and then later when she's like, you motherfucker, why did you like try yeah. to get me killed? And he explains, and then she goes, oh. Right. But she still hates him for it anyway. Of course, because he doesn't like Carrie. Right. <laughs> oh. Well, who would? It's uh, religious hokum. Hokum? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. All right, buddy. I think it's time. Uh, oh, one more thing. Let's talk about the file on Jack. Yeah, see, I wasn't sure whether to bring that up because I feel like somehow it gets into the overall yeah, stuff that, about the others. I think that's fine because we should go into the overall stuff about the others. Um, okay. Anyway, at this point, um, I'm looking at my notes here. I don't think there's anything big we're leaving out. Uh, I think we pretty much talked. Do you have any big things you want to talk about before we get to the others? Uh, everything I have is about the others. Okay. Uh, that I have left, at yeah. least. Yeah. Um, ba 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 Okay. So, let's talk about the file. Whether or not it was real. Um, whether or not it was just a bunch of papers and it had nothing to do with Jack, or if it was really his whole life. You think it wasn't real? Huh? You think it wasn't real? Well, there's people I read on the board who don't think it's real, and I'm not sure if I think it's... Because... Everything that she said could have been was, was pretty much general information that could have been gotten, you know, from any, you know, from Ethan being around them the amount of time he was, and from like interrogating Kate or anything like that. There's a lot of ways. I mean, basically, she said you're a doctor. You know, he works at Saint Sebastian. He graduated from Columbia, and you were married only once. I mean, it was very general stuff. That I mean, obviously, that stuff you could get from any sort of like research into jack you know um but it's it's also you know very general it wasn't anything that was i was like wow they know that about him you know like now if they said something crazy like uh you know we know that the night before you got married to sarah your dad you know your dad had a long talk with you by the pool blah 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 like if it was something specific like that it would have surprised me but everything she said was very general, and it was, it was a lot of pages there for her to pull out very general information. So I, I'm not quite sure that file was real. Um, you know, I think I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what what they're doing with with him. I don't really, I can't really tell what they're what they're doing besides like it's, it's almost like they're trying to break his spirit or something, or break him down and then make him trust her. And then, you know, that's sort of the plan A, you know, the or sorry, step one. And then step two is they're going to do whatever else after he trusts her or something. I don't really know. And it seemed to be about letting it go, you know, the backstory, you know, he, he needs to let it go. And so maybe it was about letting go of Sarah, you know, because the big, this, this whole thing led up to him asking about Sarah and if she's happy. And then she goes, yes, she's happy, Jack. And then he Now goes, that isn't like a simple fact that they could... Discovered. And I don't think that's necessarily true. I think she could just make. I mean, how do you know that? Even uh, well, yeah. 
to me, that's not something you could get from a file. And even if, even if like the file said that she's married and she's got kids and she's got a great job, she gets two hundred thousand dollars a year or whatever. Well, I guess not. That, yeah. Not that much. She's a teacher. But um, uh, I mean, even if it said factual information like that, for her to surmise that she's happy, I think was was a little dubious anyway. Yeah. Uh, you know. So I think I think you can take that line either way. I really think she just said that. Okay. You know, whether or not the file is real, I think she just said, I mean, what else are you going to say? Jack wants to hear that. What else are you going to say? She's miserable, Jack, you know. And this was all about Jack, you know, letting it go. And the right. only way for him to let it go is to know that she's happy. <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, like I said, I don't know what they're trying to do with Jack and asking him questions that they seemingly already know the answers to. Uh, but, yeah, I don't really think the file was necessarily real. I mean, I think... I like the idea of the file because it explains, you know, how they know things about people and their real name. You know, they know Sawyer's real name and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that they did all this research. I just don't know how they would do the research, you know. Like, they, they've got an internet connection on that island. Well, you know, they Jack does say, how did you get... We got it. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> How did you... Was... We got it, Jack, okay? That was such a non-answer. Yeah. Yeah. She, he didn't say, did you get it? Yeah, we got it. <laughs> we got it. That's all you need to know. Yeah, no. Um, as of now, I believe it's real. Okay. Um, I can't explain how they got it. But, I mean, I feel like, you know, she mentions having an autopsy report. Um, I feel like, uh, I feel like, assuming they have access to the outside world, this is the kind of stuff that, you know, maybe a private eye could dig up. You know, they could get, uh, uh, you know, stuff about where he went to school and, and where he worked and, you know, who people are married to and, you know, uh, that his dad was in Sydney and then he died. Autopsy report fits into that. And so, you yeah. know, I feel like they, th- that's the kind of stuff that, since it was general stuff, that's the kind of stuff that, that is obtainable, you know, in sort I of agree. a reasonable way. I agree. Um, but to me... I, well, I would, you know, want to know what, obviously we don't know, but I want to know what the point is. That's a lot of research uh, to get, you know, to fill up, that was like 50, 60 more, or plus pages of information that they had on Jack. That would take time to get, you know. I mean, obviously they've had time since the plane crash, but that would take time. Plus, if they researched, you know, everyone that's still alive from the plane crash, it's a lot of man hours, a lot of time and energy, right. potentially a lot of money if they had to pay anybody for that. Right. I really don't think that they have access to the outside world, especially now that they, they just seem to be part of this, like, utopian commune. Like, mm-hmm. I really don't feel like they have access to the outside world. Um, when she said, we got it, you know, again, I'm still trying to think in terms of them having powers of manifestation. So <laughs> I thought they just, like, were able to conjure it up somehow. Everyone's laughing at me, but I, I, just, I don't know how they got it, but I'm just trying to, you know, think of... <laughs> Oh, it's not a reasonable way, but think of some way where they could have gotten it. Because I really don't. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say some reasonable way. Think but... of a reasonable way, like conjuring things out of nothing. Yeah, I know. Wow. Uh, it's not a reasonable way, but to me, it, it, it to me it fits in a little bit better with what's going on. Because uh, we got a lot to talk about, like the fact they don't leave tracks. Why not? Because they seem to be pretty normal. Oh boy! Oh um, boy! But okay. Forget about uh, yeah. So not to mention a million other things. I really don't think the fire was real because it seems like she was playing a big game, and and it was it was all it was all just a game for whatever reason. 
Yeah. And that, you know, she told <laughs> she told him, I'm sorry, he told her that her his dad died in in Australia and then she and then she brings it back up as if it's a revelation. Like right. I know your dad died in Australia. You know, and yeah. then she says, "Well, I know because I have the autopsy report." Well, you also know because I told you. Yeah, you know, and it's like, but I mean, she did say some stuff he didn't tell her. Well, but it was also stuff you could you could easily get or assume. I think. Well, maybe not assume, but yeah, I mean, where he went to school and all, you know, stuff the, like that. I feel like that's stuff that people don't know. Like, I don't think he's telling people that all the time. Uh, yeah. maybe not. Maybe not. I mean, I'll buy that he had, probably hadn't told that many people, but if anybody, he could have told Kate. He could have. He could have. I mean, we haven't... It's possible. I just... I, I'm going to come down and say that it's real for now, and that we'll, they will explain how they get it later. I let, That's see, what I'm yeah. expecting. I'll, I'll, I'll buy that it might be real, but I, for right now, I want to think it's fake because it, there's less to explain if it's fake. Right. Well, you're right. Uh, you're right. I, I still, yeah. To me, it, that's the thing. The, the, the files help explain some things, but then they bring up all these other things that now you have to explain how yeah. they get them. And, you know, plus, like, I wonder, like, you know, this is the kind of stuff. It sort of reminds me of the, uh, you know, the, the flashback with Locke where he has the, the private, the PI yeah. uh, investigate his mom. You know, and he comes up with this file of stuff, you know, to, I remember they show the, the thing of her being in the mental institution and stuff like that. It seems like that sort of thing. And so, you know, that's the kind of stuff, you know, you just get someone's name and like some, some general information and then you can, you know, then the, the PI goes to work and can track down the more specific things. Um, but... Uh, like, I, I still wonder how they got the names. Like, did they get them from Ethan? Uh, you know, I thought he didn't make the list. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. Um, and, and did he just tell them the names? But, I mean, if he did, why didn't he make the list? I mean, it just, I don't understand how they got the names in the first place. Yeah. Because, sorry. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, I'm, I'm pretty much out. I was just going to say uh, another thing along the lines of them having powers is the stuff that she said could have been. Because she was reading his mind. Ooh. That was the other thing I, I, I meant to mention. Uh, okay. Is that she was, you know, basically reading his mind and pulling out, you know, she, the, the file, it was just a bunch of papers, but what she was mm-hmm. saying was because she could read his mind uh, through, you know, to, to some to some degree. Um, okay. So I think that should be thrown on there. I, I think that, I like that the, the idea the others have powers, but I think it also makes it kind of crappy too. So I don't want to rely on that too much, but... Um, yeah. Uh, I'll buy just, that explanation before the fact that it's just fake totally. I, I just, you know, if, if they got it, if they had some PI or someone do research, it's like, how did they get the the, the, the actual physical papers? Like, was it FedEx to them on the island? Fax, man, fax. They faxed it because there's telephone lines that, you know, or they had some sort of cellular thing hooked up to their fax machine. So that explains the, the underwater cable. Oh, See, the underwater cable is a fax line. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that does make sense. Yeah, it all it all fits together. Now, now I'm thinking about, since that cable went underwater, and we know that at least part of the hydro station is underwater, mm-hmm. uh, I wonder if that cable was going to the hydro station. Yeah, that's that, that was what led a lot of people to believe that there was an underwater hatch as they called it yeah or you know station from the beginning like it was that little piece of evidence and the shark with yeah. the Donna logo 
those two together made people th- I mean that seems like a huge jump to me but yeah I, I think that's a very good possibility which is kind of weird because it didn't seem like that was necessarily that far away I mean I, I don't know how far Saeed was supposed to have gone but I mean god I really wish I understood the geography of this island I, I really like I said there's a lot of really good determined dedicated people online who love to make maps of the island and I think with this new shot that we have in this episode, I think some of those maps are going to change. So pretty soon, I think we'll get a, a fairly good idea of what the island looks like. The island is really, really big. And I I remember thinking I, when, when we saw that, that huge shot of the island, uh, when I think someone early on said, you know, I think maybe it was Saeed or somebody. When they realized how big the island was, they were like, how, have, how has no one ever discovered this place? You know, because yeah. it's, it's, it's really, really big. And, uh, of course, it's the magnetic bubble around it or whatever makes it invisible right. to, to the outside world and God. And God. Um, so, yeah, I don't know about that cable, where that was supposed to go. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll find out about that. Um, like, okay, the file thing, I, I just, I don't want to believe it's real because I feel like just the stuff she said was pretty simple. And, like I said, I just don't want to buy that they have easy access to the outside world. And um, although that would explain some things like the mobile and the furniture and the and the nursery and all that stuff, but well, uh, speaking of the furniture, um, you know, since we see them living in these you know pretty normal houses with normal furniture, yeah, it, it occurred come, to me, yeah, yeah, that they could have just got the furniture from there. Now that doesn't get the mobile, yeah. The mobile is still crazy, but at least, like, they did have access to sort of normal furniture like that, so I can say, well, I mean, it seems like it'd be a pain to train. I mean, I don't know how far. Once again, I don't understand the geography. I really wish, like, I had a thing where it was like, Saeed walked here, and Claire and Kate walked here with Danielle to go to the medical station. There there are maps like that out there that are, you know, obviously it's just people's interpretation, but they seem fairly accurate in terms of, you know, what we've seen, you know, directions we've seen people go and leave in and... And then yeah. where, where they said they're walking and stuff like that. There are, like, you know, like, Swan Station should be here, and this is where Saeed left to go do this here, and this is where Rousseau should have been. Yeah. To a certain degree, they're, they're sort of accurate. But um, I had something to say about the furniture. Oh, God, what was it going to be? Um, oh, yeah, it doesn't explain the mobile. And, yeah, they, they have that furniture, so maybe they could have just brought that. Oh, I was going to say... Uh, getting, I mean, yeah, who knows how far away the commune is from, uh, from the arrow station, the medical station. Uh, wait, that's not the, the arrow station is this, the other one. No, uh, it was the, uh, the staff. The staff, yeah. Uh, who knows how far that is? Um, yeah, that's weird. So. Cause it seems like it'd be really hard to transport furniture across an island if it was really far. Um. That's why I have golf carts. Oh, uh, well. Yeah, um, I guess that'll do. You know, I'm thinking about maternity leave, and you know, we see that scene when the the, the medical team is prepping for surgery, mm-hmm. and is that is that just these? That's some of the others that are in this commune, like either, I know, either dressing up or either really about to do surgery. Like I'm just really confused about that. It is baffling, and it seemed like the others weren't dressing up in that. You know, like. Uh, Tom and Ethan weren't dressed up. They were sort of in their more normal clothes. Oh, definitely. The commune scenes, they that seems like what they wear normally. Yeah. Uh, so Well, let's get to let, we're already on the others. Let's let's step back and 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 try to piece together 
what we know and remember from seasons one and two in terms of what we found out in this episode because there's a yeah. lot going on. A lot of things don't make sense. So yeah. uh, I'll let you start. Oh, boy. I have so many questions. I could just <laughs> inundate you with them. Well, please don't. Uh, so, I mean, we, we just mentioned the clothes. I mean, that's one thing we still don't know. Why were they dressing up? What was the purpose of that? Okay, let's talk about that. Okay. Now we're done. Let's talk about the next thing. <laughs> the clothes, okay. Obviously, from what we what we have seen, they wear normal clothes. They live in this seemingly modern uh, society. I mean, they've got plumbing. Yeah. Uh, how all that works, I don't know. Where their power <sighs> where their power is coming from, I don't know. Um, Maybe they have a what was it a, a geothermal something. geothermal generator. Yeah, as Saeed decided. Maybe they do. Well, okay, well, you, uh, the clothes, I think we should talk about their lifestyle in general, too. Um, what are they doing when they're not, you know, causing havoc for the Losties? Right. Uh, I mean, they're doing book clubs. They're baking muffins. Yeah. It seems like, I mean, it seems like, I know this is like a utopian society, but it seems like they would need certain jobs and functions, you know, just, just to feel purpose useful, you know. Yeah. And that's what, you know, Jack even says, you know, what's your job besides making sandwiches? You know, what do mm-hmm. you what do you do? What are you supposed right. to be doing? And uh so I th- I think that's an interesting question that we don't have an answer to is uh what is their normal life like? And why were they so ready to uh infiltrate these the these the survivors? Right. I thought that was really strange like um I mean, to, to sort of assume that they would cause trouble or find them or whatever. Which uh, they didn't. Which they, yeah, neither one. Uh, I thought it was very, it's very interesting that they would, they would be so proactive about, you know, infiltrating them and seeing what's going on. And, yeah. And not, and not like, and I know it's a show, but, and to not just go and say, okay, hey, Goodwin, go, go to the, go to the, uh, the, the tail section and see if anybody needs help and help them and then let them know that if they need medical attention, they can come back here, you know, or, and mm-hmm. tell them, tell them what's going on and that we're blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. So it makes me think that the others are doing something that they don't want other people to know about. Right. And I think this is maybe Ben's influence. Maybe if, maybe if he weren't around, they would have handled it differently. Yeah. Um, but I feel like it was his it was his sort of thing to want to infiltrate them and and then I mean here's some more questions for you. What about the kids? Why are they taking kids? We don't see any kids uh, in either the flashback or the present day uh, stuff. Yeah, um, unless you count Carl as a kid, which I really don't. Uh, he's a teen. Yeah, he's not quite young enough to me to be to be a kid that they took. Yeah. Um, unless it was a long time ago. So, um, I mean, that's the thing. Like, what, what, well, nothing about that flashback made me think they would want to take kids and do something with it. Well, I guess we should go back to your first question since we didn't answer it. Was why... I know. Well, I thought you just didn't have the, I was going to. Well, about, well, I want to speculate about why they were dressing up. Okay. Um, I'd love to, too, but I just, uh, ugh, it's yeah, so hard for me. It's hard. I know. Um, like I said, I, it seems it seems to me, I think I said before, is that they were really just sort of posturing. They wanted to seem threatening. 
to the Losties, you know, when in and the hunting party when Zeke slash Tom uh, says, you know, don't cross this line or we're gonna have a problem. Um, I really think the dressing up was mostly a plot contrivance, you know, that the writers did so that we would think they're, you know, so us and the and the Losties would think they're one kind of people and we find out they're not. Mm-hmm. It's all very interesting. You know, to go through the trouble of creating the FAMP and the and the Fatch door, uh, yeah. I thought was, the, to me, that's even more extreme. Like, who was that for? Because Yeah, you know, that's so weird. Like, if you're trying to appear sort of primitive, why would you build a fake hatch door and pretend to guard it? Well, like a... to me, it was because, it, yeah, I don't know. We talked about that before, too. Yeah, I mean, um, that's just baffling. Like, why not just have the teepees? Why, why the fake cat's door? Well, the only the only people who sees the famp is well, Michael comes, and he thinks that this is how they live. Yeah. Uh, so to me, they to me that means they expected one of the losties to come there. Like it was obviously for them. Yeah. They expected one of them to come there, and they want to fool them into thinking that they're primitive. You know, still because. This is an idea that was created by Tom when they first met them, uh, mm-hmm. when he first took Walt. Um, so they want to think they're, that they're a little primitive and dirty, as Michael calls them. Um, but then, of course, Walt says, you know, they're just pretending, just pretending. Right. And uh, then we find out they are just pretending. But why? Like, because Michael never finds out what they're really like, right? No. I mean, he finds out that Tom doesn't have a beard because he took it off in that scene. Yeah. But But – he never finds out what they're really like. So, no. so when he tells when he tells um, when he tells Jack and them in season two, you know, they have Walt. He's in this hatch, uh, which isn't true. I guess Michael knows that's not that's, that that's not true. That that's, that they're not keeping him in there. But yeah, maybe, no, I think that part was a lie. Maybe though, maybe um, because I don't think he ever saw inside of there. And, you know, he didn't know where Walt went, so he may have assumed that's where they were. I mean, maybe he was telling the truth. He assumed that's where they were keeping the kids. Yeah, that's possible. I mean, he knew that he wouldn't have to storm in there and get Walt out of there because he knew the deal that they had. Yeah. But he may have thought that's really where they were keeping him. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know I don't know why that you would want to hatch there because, like, like we said before, if you want to seem primitive and stuff, like you just said, but, you know, you don't. It seems like having a hatch invites trouble. People, yeah. people are going to see the hatch and want to know what's in it, especially if you're guarding it with two guys with two guns. Yeah. You know, it seems like you're, you're inviting trouble there. Um, it was nice when Saeed finds it and there's nothing there. That was pretty nice. Oh, yeah. But like I said, that's just a, uh, like I said, it's just a contrivance if, if that's all it's for. So right. uh, I don't know why. I don't know what the, what the FAMP was about. I mean, like I said, Michael was the only one who, who sort of saw it. I mean, obviously, Saeed saw it. Was it just Saeed? Yeah, uh, I think it was just Saeed. Yeah, pretty much. He just stormed the camp by himself. By himself. Oh, that's good. Which is weird in itself. Good cause... for him. No one was there. I know, because that wasn't what the plan was. Yeah. He, I don't know. So well, they haven't showed up yet. I'll just attack by myself. So, I, you know, I think the, I think the, the FAMP was, was 75% for us. Yeah, I really do. Ugh, as, I hate to believe that, but okay. As of now, I don't see why they would they would go <clears> through <throat> that much trouble to to not only make themselves seem primitive and but 
to to sh- to show a habitat, <laughs> you know that 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 supports that idea. I just don't I just don't get it. Like, and then that's the thing, you know, if if they were expecting Michael or expecting one of the lossies to come, then I guess at some point they said, well, they might. I guess that maybe that's what it was. Maybe that maybe it was a diversion. Maybe maybe they were like, okay, well, we don't want them to find our real our real uh, camp, our, you know, our real commune or whatever. So mm-hmm. let's put a fake one out there. So when they find that, they'll think that's where we live. And you know, and then of course the idea they'll think we're <clears throat> we're pretty primitive too. Right. I guess that's what that was about. Just more of a diversion than anything else. Uh, but that was a very involved diversion. Yeah. It certainly was. And where they got all the materials for that, I'll never know. Well, yeah, I know. I Constructing that fake hatch door, I mean, I, wow. I love how the symbol on the door, now that I now that we know it was nothing, it just seems like a door. Mm-hmm. Like a door was on the door, that little rectangle. Yeah. It's like that's all it was, it was just a door on the, yeah. on the door. Oh, it's okay, the, so it's what was the door had? So we didn't really all so, this is a door. We didn't really solve anything on why they're dressing up because you know I don't think this episode this episode makes it even more confusing why they're dressing up. Yeah, I know. Uh, we really didn't. We've never come up with a good theory of why they're dressing up. No, it's it's been a huge problem all along. I can I can like I said before I can only hope that somehow they will explain that uh, soon, and that you know. Someone will say, maybe, I don't know, maybe Jack will ask Juliet or something, and we'll get some kind of half answer about why they do that. <laughs> why? Um, why and, and, sorry. I was just going to say, Jack is like, why are they dressing up? They're just dressing up, okay? <laughs> don't ask me. Why are they dressing They're dressing up! They're dressing up! He's like, okay. yeah, I know that. I just want to ask. I, yeah. I, I do want to throw in there real quick. That, cause I was, you know, I've always wondered why Tom seemingly left his beard and stuff in the medical hatch. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, 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 I'm guessing that while they were doing whatever they were doing with Claire and, and why they were sort of in that occupying the medical station, Tom was there too, because it seems yeah. like it was pretty far from their regular commune. I guess. Uh, we need to give that name, that place a name. Uh, Can we just call yeah. it commune? Is that is that is that okay, or should we call it like the the um, other other town? Other other town. The other. The o, how about O town? O town. I like O town. No, we call it O town. Oh god. A little, a little boy band reference. <laughs> uh, I, I like it. It's it's uh it's 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 really silly. Let's do that. That is really silly. So why they were. In, <laughs> You know, O-Town seems pretty far from the medical hatch. <laughs> <laughs> I love oh, God. it. I love it. Hey, everyone in our listening audience, please, please, please start using O-Town. I can't, uh, I can't <laughs> wait to see it on the message boards. Oh, okay. Um, so anyway, I was just thinking that, um, you know, while he was in the area, you know, going back and forth between whatever he was doing and, you know, obviously he shows up in the hunting party. Uh, that, that he was sort of using the medical station as a base of operation, so that's why his stuff was in there. Uh, mm-hmm. I just wanted to mention that because I just thought of that. Because I was just wondering, yeah. like, why would he leave that behind? But it was there because he was there for a while, and yeah, 
And I guess it doesn't explain why he left it, but... No, it but... just seems like a really bad oversight, because the place yeah. is cleaned yeah, out. Yeah, let's, let's move on. <laughs> there was nothing there, and yeah. Oh so, what was the second part? Of, what was your second question? Like, the, the one thing you really don't want them to find is what you leave. Oh, maybe they wanted them to find it. Oh, okay. They, they, knew, well. they knew Kate wasn't going to tell anyone anyway. Yeah, I know. She wanted to be back in the club. I want to be in the club, Jack. <sighs> God. Okay. So, I mean, I've already addressed this. What about the what about the kids? And I guess taking people in general. Okay, I don't think. Um, I mean, we didn't see any kids. Doesn't mean they weren't there. It just means they, you know, we didn't see them come outside. I agree that there could be some there, but but it's just odd to me that we didn't see any kids ever. Yeah, I, I think, given their their seeming obsession with them. Well. How many kids are they really taking anyway? I mean, well, there wasn't there weren't that many kids to take, but it seems like they tried to take them all. Yeah, that's true, but there wasn't that many. So, I mean, at the most, there's what four kids, maybe something like. I that. I mean, and then and, and and Alex, you know, is 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 old enough to not look like a kid if you saw her, if right. she was in any sort of long shot. So, I mean, there there really can't be but like a couple kids anyway. I think there was only two. In the in the in the tail section, those two brothers, that brother and sister. Yeah, I think you're right. So you know, we're only missing two kids, so I think that explains why we didn't see them. Although wasn't... it seems, yeah, okay. I mean, it seems didn't... like when she's referring to the children, she means more than two. But yeah, maybe I. Yeah, I I don't remember seeing more than two, so uh, I guess uh, I guess that's all they have. Yeah, I think that was that was it. But uh. they did. I mean, you know. It seems like any kid they were going to try for. True, I agree, but there wasn't there but two kids to take, so... Yeah, well, I mean, they, they sort of had Aaron by proxy, and they had Walt until they let him go. Yeah. So, you know, they had more kids at some point, but, uh, yeah, for now, I guess we can only expect two. In, um, in but in we this... should assume that they have no kids of their own, though. Um, well, you can't have sex in Utopia. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, why no. Would you? No, why would you? Uh, it's evil. No. Um, what I was going to say, just on a logical standpoint, is that, you know, in a situation like that where there's some sort of earthquake and a sort of disaster situation and no one knows what's going on, mm-hmm. um, I think I think whoever was with the kids, maybe in one of those buildings, would have, you know, obviously been sort of with them, keeping them safe. And mm-hmm. then, like, you know, I could see them, like, stay here or, like, you know, I'll stay with the kids, and some other adult went outside to see what's going on. So, you know, that the, that the kids wouldn't necessarily run outside to see what was causing the ground to shake with everybody else is my oh, point. Oh, okay. That was, that was my point. Um, so, anyway, I don't know why we didn't see kids, but they could be anywhere. Who knows if they're even in that area? Who knows if that's the only place that the others live? Um, so, they could, have, they could have multiple little villages like that. Because it wasn't that big. There weren't that many. There weren't that many houses or buildings. Yeah. Um. So it really wasn't that big. Um. So I don't know if that mean. You know. I don't know. We can only speculate. But I don't know if the other. They have another location or not. I don't think they do. But. I don't either. I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. Um. Yeah, it seemed like about maybe ten to fifteen houses at the most. Yeah, at the very most. Um. Uh, and I don't think that's why I call them buildings. Cause I don't think I don't think they're all houses. Uh, you would really? need, you would need some sort of other you know you would need like a I would hope you would have like a you know a 
cafeteria type place where they can all eat together and then like a uh you know a, a place where they can like study like a school type building and then like a you know you would you would want some other buildings for other functionalities not just all living places i agree but it seemed like they were all houses well they all look the same but i don't i don't know oh okay they just all look the same but i think inside you can have different stuff going on in there yeah well yeah yeah that's true um, but it, but it still doesn't answer the question of why. Like Henry doesn't say a word about you know make the list and then we'll take people. You know like yeah. Or, oh, it doesn't it doesn't why they took people. I think well well I think why they took people obviously goes to why are they taking people. So we still don't we don't know that <laughs> we don't know that yet. You know why right. they want those people. Uh, That's another thing that like you know seeing this doesn't really explain. I, I do want to say uh, not to be like an ass or anything, but. Um, do you, do you still think there's like a, a hundred others out there now that you've seen their habitat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think there can be a hundred, sure. You think there could be a hundred living in, in 10 or 15 buildings? Yeah. Absolutely not. Come on, dude. I mean, what's her name had her own building. Juliet was living by herself. Yeah. So, so you saying there's like, there's like around 10 people per room, per house. Like I don't buy that. Well, when you put it that way, it sounds ridiculous. Yeah, but, and like uh, ten people per house, and every and all of those buildings have to be houses. You can't have any other, you know, any buildings for any other functions. So no, I I'm just saying I think it goes back to my point, and I didn't I never thought there was more than maybe fifty others, and that that whole scene and the hunting party when they when um, Jack is like, oh, I think there's more of us than you, and Ethan, I'm sorry, uh, Zeke says, light them up, and they light the they light the torches and it seems like there's a lot of them i really don't think that there's more like i said i think there's about as many others as there are lost aways losties uh and i think this this sort of proves it because you know 10 or 15 buildings you know if i mean i don't think everyone was living by themselves but i think maybe on average two or three people per house maybe um so i don't think there's that many people out there of the others Okay. Well, I, I, I'm going to be stubborn for now and continue to believe there's a hundred. Uh, Why? Better judgment. <laughs> you, you, you still want to concede that there's a hundred, even though you have no evidence whatsoever that there's a hundred. I'm going to cling to it um, until, because I, I feel like at some point we'll really get a sense of how many there are. Well, and, well why uh, do you think there's a hundred though? Or about, why do you, I mean, where did you get that number from? Why, there's no evidence to, to say that there's that many. Yeah. Uh, it's, just your, it's just your hunch and you just want to stick to it? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, pretty I mean, much. you're, you're I mean, excited. I, I mean, that. I realize, I realize I'm, I'm sinking and that it, it, there's probably no hope. Uh, and then I'm going to have to concede pretty soon. But for now, I'm going to say, well, we didn't see them all. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, maybe some of those well, houses are really big. And and, and, uh, and don't forget about the underground uh, houses they have, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you got the stations. Maybe some people live there and do research and stuff. Like, we, I don't think we saw everything there is to see. So, yeah, so I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick right. to it, even though I really, I really, I do realize that I'm, that I'm not. Hey, um, that's, if you want to be crazy, fine. On solid ground. No problem. Uh, I do want to... Uh, okay, can we talk about this idea that you have that they're all just doing research all the time? Um, I really don't think that, at least from what we've seen, I just come to the conclusion, they're not, you know, whatever Darwin was doing scientifically, these people are not. And and the, the, the utopian social thing, 
I always assumed that the people who were a part of that weren't weren't necessarily scientists being a part of that. They were basically because to me it's like a, a group of scientists getting along is a lot different than a group of random people who have to live a normal day to day life getting along and, and, and being in utopian society. To me that's an experiment. A bunch of scientists trying to live in utopia, you know, it's a bunch of the same kind of people, you know, and and seemingly, you know, working on very similar things and with the you know, same sort of goal. To me that wouldn't be a very interesting experiment. But you throw a lot of people in there from different walks of life and whatever, then you have your experiment to see if this utopia can work. So I always assume that the people who are part of the utopian society thing weren't Dharma scientists. That, you know, maybe they were a part of Dharma, you know, because maybe they signed up for the program or something, but they weren't like scientists and they weren't, it wasn't like a a scientific commune where everyone's there working to further science and all that stuff. Right. I totally agree. Maybe like I, I, my, my previous, previous to this episode, I believed that, I believe that the others were former Dharma scientists. I did not think they were part of the, the utopian social experiment originally. Oh, I see. I didn't think that. I thought they were just, you know, there were people like, you know, uh, Redzinski maybe, or Kelvin, like people who worked in the, in the, in the hatches and, you know, carried out whatever experiments and that they just sort of defend. That's what I thought originally. But, I mean, once I saw the commune, yeah, I don't think the people who lived there were scientists. Well, that's the thing. You thought the others were former scientists? Yeah. You thought Tom and Miss Clue and and, all, and Ben were former scientists? I know it sounds silly, but yes, I did. Especially since, like, Dharma was big, like, 20 years ago. Right. Well, yeah. And they, they would be very young scientists 20 years that's ago. That's problematic. I was going to mention that, um, that's, that a lot of these others would have been pretty young in the late 70s, early 80s. Yeah. So I don't know, I don't know what to make of that. Does that mean that um, – what does that mean? That means that when they came, they were – does that mean they just brought young people to the commune? Seems like it, right? I mean, not just – there was that sort of old lady. Yeah, that's probably somebody's mom, I would assume. Uh, but it's – yeah, it seems like everybody's sort of not old enough to have been the right age back then or the age I would expect. So yeah. I don't know why they would just bring young people. It, se- it seems like they just – Well, you know, because just... young people, I think, I think if anyone wants to be a part of a utopia, I mean, someone young in the 70s would be ideal, you know? <laughs> Uh, I can see Henry being a former hippie, uh, you know. I, mean, I would say 60s more than 70s, but... Yeah, yeah. I agree. I would I would agree. 60s more than 70s, but definitely 70s more than 80s and yeah. more than 90s. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. I guess that maybe that's who would, would be taken in by this, yeah, we're going to figure out how to, how to build a utopian society and you guys can live together. And, yeah, it's very, very sort of hippie-ish, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, so that yeah, that that makes sense I I guess. Uh so uh but I but I really did think I mean it it doesn't make any sense now that I think about it, but I really did think that's Yeah, you know. I mean if Tom was a scientist, oh geez. You know. <laughs> like it just they they don't they don't have that kind of mentality. They're doing things that I mean, that obviously, you know, someone who was a scientist could do or whatever, but like it's just like they don't have that kind of mentality where if I would never believe that they were a scientist, like God, Ugh. scientists don't lie as much as Henry did. 
or Ben. Uh, I like to call him Henry if it's pre-season three. <laughs> ben post-season three. Oh, okay. But um, anyway, um, so yeah, we can we can say that they're that it doesn't seem like they were that that any sort of relationship to Dharma was severed, and that they don't consider themselves part of Dharma at least anymore. Right. Yeah, and I and I think as maybe a corollary to that, Dharma isn't active anymore. Yeah, I think most likely Dharma isn't active. Um, uh, what, what's so your next question? What about the whole good people angle? That, you know, that ties into the big what are the others doing, man. I don't really know. I still can't tell. Um, obviously, the sort of utopian type mentality, that can factor into good versus bad. Uh, maybe they, maybe they, maybe they're trying to, um, maybe they can't have children and maybe that's why they wanted the babies and that's why they wanted the children because they don't, they can't have any of their own for whatever reason. Uh, and then, and so they're trying to, you know, make sure their, their, their civilization, their little community thrives and continues on. So that's why they want kids and new new whatever and uh maybe the sickness made them all sterile or something and, mm-hmm. and they're trying to get these kids who are you know new to the island who aren't and um i think there's some good theories in this rambling i'm doing uh and, maybe. I, and why I, do they make the kids like take tests fertility tests <laughs> i don't know yikes oh uh, yeah i know right um let's hope not no, I, I mean, I think there's a lot more going on. If, if this even factors in, I think there's still more going on. But, um, I mean, Wall is special because, oh, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I was going to say something really gross about that. But, uh, yeah. I mean, oh, you, no. can't, you can't talk about fertility and then try oh, to talk about kids. I mean. I know, I uh, know. Uh, but yeah. you, you don't even have to say it. You can fill in the blanks at home. You can fill in the blanks of what I. Gross yourself out. May have thought about Walt and his uh, fertility. Um, <laughs> so I don't, I don't know what the test could be. Oh, God. Oh, God. Special has a whole new meaning. Okay. How about the whispers? The whispering? Yeah. I don't know. And maybe related to that <laughs> not leaving tracks. Okay, let's talk let's get that out of the way right now. Let me tell you let me tell you why they don't leave tracks, okay? Okay. Because the writers didn't know what they were doing. They tried I think I really think that so it could be <laughs> Like I said in this this episode, there's a there's like two things that make me think that they might have some sort of supernatural powers, but then there's like fifty things that make me think they don't in this episode alone. Yeah. Um, not leaving tracks, I really think, is largely a, pro- a product of the writers wanting us to think that in terms of what they were trying to make us think the others were. Um, and I think it's largely that um, the people who said that were wrong. Okay. Um, I ju- I just I just don't buy that they don't leave tracks. It doesn't you know, it just doesn't seem to me that they, so far that they can they cannot leave tracks. They don't you know it just doesn't I don't buy it. They so seem the, they seem normal. What about normal. the whispering? The whispering. Uh, I still can't explain that other than it being uh, communication. 
Uh, now, what I would like to say is that what if the whispering isn't the others? Uh, you know, we're going to get, hopefully, you know, in season three, we're going to get into the history of the island, who, whatever civilization created that, that statue. Um, so I just like to say that the whispering might not be the others. The whispering could be, uh, in, in some sense of the term, uh, the spirit of the island. Uh, maybe the spirit of the people who used to live there, or the essence of them, or their non-corporeal form. I don't know. Um, but um, unless you can convince me otherwise, I really don't think that it's necessarily the others. Now, I know there's times when we hear the whisperings and then we see the others, but um, I don't think that means that it's necessarily the others with the whispering. I mean, yeah, it doesn't, but... Then you know why? Why does the whispering coincide with the others appearing at least a couple of times? It does a couple of times, sheer coincidence. Like a, you know, if it was every time we hear the whisperings, we see the others, uh, then I'd be like, wow, okay, well, I can't really refute that. But it's it's been a couple of times, and it could be that the whisperings is trying to warn whoever hears them before the others come. You know, who knows what they're about, but. Um, I think there's a little room in there to say, you know, it could be something that, that it's not necessarily the others, you know. I know Danielle is the one who originally said that, you know, the whispering is the others, but she's crazy. Right. She's crazy, so. And she could just she be wrong. Crazy. I mean, she could be wrong, so. Uh, I mean, because, like, I, I'm trying to think of this <laughs> realistically. Uh, they don't seem to have any powers, uh, at least not right. not as of yet. So, you know, if we, if we get any... Other clues later that they have any telekinetic, I mean, uh, telepathic powers. Then I'm, then I'll go back to the, my original theory that the whispering is is this telepathic communication. But uh, now that I've seen them in their other habitat, and you know they're at a book club, you know, talking normally and not telepathically. Um, not that they would have to, but still, uh, I just, I just, I want to just give a little leeway to say the the whispering might be explained by something else. Okay. All right. I, I would really love to see something from the other's perspective where the whispering's happening, like how that... And they're like, what works. the hell is that? And they're like, maybe it's the Lostaways. <laughs> oh, God. That'd be really weird. Yeah. Um, I guess I guess you're right that there's leeway, but I just don't think that's true. I, I think it is the others and that they're going to have to figure out some way to explain how that happens. Uh, uh, despite their apparent yeah. um, supernaturality. And, and the other thing that makes me think it's not the others is because I don't think that many of the others were ever have ever really left the commune. You know? I mean, the most we've ever seen, I think, was when they... Uh, at, was it the end of season two? When there was, like, what, five of them, maybe? Something like that? Uh, when they Yeah, when they, there were a fair number that came after the tail section. It seemed like there was, like, maybe four or five. Yeah, well, I mean, those could have been groups. the same four or five. But I mean, like, I don't think there's ever been that many, and it seems like the this, the whispering always seemed to me there there, there was a quite a bit of people talking in those whispers, yeah. Uh, and it just doesn't seem to me that that many people are are traveling around the island, and that many people are were present when we heard those whispers, or even anywhere near. So I mean, it could be some sort of like I said, if it's telepathy, I guess it doesn't matter where you are, you know, but um, or how far they are from the the listener, but um. I don't know. I think there's something. I think I think there's, there's other reasons why we could we could hear whispering and um, you know 
And then, like, you know, the fact that it, the Whispers told Sawyer it'll come back around, you know, why would the others know that, you know, is that that's a very strange thing. Well, they know everything about him. Yeah, they know that the last dying words of somebody he shot was, I mean, that's something a P.I. should not be able to get. Yeah, well, you got a point there. Um, but you'd be impressed if they knew that, right? Hey, I'd hire him again. <laughs> I'd hire that P.I. again if he can get that info. Yeah, that is really specific. I mean, I got the sense that that was, that was him, because he sort of hears it again later not with the whispers, just sort of by itself. And so I got the sense that, that he that he just sort of was hearing that and, and it wasn't necessarily a part of the real whispers. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I guess that's what I'd say about that. But, uh, I mean, and that's also a specific weird situation um, that really didn't occur uh, again. Here's a theory. What if the sickness was created by the island? What if Dharma and the others came to the island to do their experiments, and maybe the island was fine with it for a while or something, or maybe not, and, and to, to, for whatever reason, it didn't want them on the island anymore, and, and engendered this, this, this virus or whatever the sickness is? Um, what about that? And then that might because I, I'm I'm thinking about you know what what Sawyer heard in the whispers and then you know Jack heard his dad say let it go and and um, uh, I mean I, I think that was purely a hallucination so I don't want to factor that into this theory but um, what about that what if the island has some cognitive abilities and sort of is aware of what's going on and and it doesn't yeah. ap- doesn't approve you know maybe and maybe that's why the island was invested in Locke. Gave him his legs mm-hmm. back and maybe wanted to have him help get the others off the island or whatever. And then once he gets enamored with the hatch, you know, he's really on the wrong path then because mm-hmm. the hatch and Dharma are totally against what the island is about. And so that's when the island gets really pissed because he gets caught up in the thing that the island hates the most. Um And maybe that's why the island wants him to destroy it or to not push it. Exactly, yeah. Okay, okay. I mean, the island does seem to have spoken to Locke and Echo um, through these visions that that really don't seem to be the others. They really seem to be the island. Yeah. So I buy the island being, you know, aware somehow. Um, And the idea that the island created the Cygnus... I, that has merit. I, I think that I think that could go somewhere. I, I always thought it was Dharma, um, you know, as part of this war that I imagine. But uh, but I, I think that could work. Um, yeah, I, I, I like that. Well, we'll keep thinking about that one. I just made that up, so I think there's probably places to poke holes in it. But. Um... Uh, we'll keep that. We'll keep that on the burner and see if it. Uh... I think it's hard to. I mean, so how little we know about the Cygnus. Um, you know, I. I mean, how did they develop a vaccine to it? Uh, that's sort of weird. Um, but it would explain why it maybe disappeared. Yeah. Uh, you know, once Dharma was pretty much gone. Yeah. You know, so I mean, that would help because it doesn't seem like a normal Cygnus would would you know just disappear. Definitely. Uh, if it was so prevalent that it was just killing everybody. Um, yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, I want to... Oh, God. What else do I want to ask about? 
So, I, I don't even know why I'm going to say this, but we still don't know anything about the smoke monster. Yeah. Uh, this doesn't help with that at all. That's wow. always that thing. And everybody's grand unifying theory. Something gets left out and, uh, and uh, yeah, nothing new about that. Well, Nothing new about it. Maybe the, maybe Smokey is the essence of the island. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, sure, why not? I mean, if Smokey can change shape, maybe he changed into the shape of a virus, and that's the sickness. <laughs> he changed into billions and billions of microbes. And... Yikes, and you breathe in Smokey, and he makes you sick. Yeah, and, and, then really he, and he flies out of your mouth. No, I don't know. And... Yikes. Um, okay, so so obviously, like, they don't know that much about what Dharma was up to. Yeah. Um, you know, I've heard the idea that they, they weren't really involved, and they were just sort of participants. Not... Oh, wait, 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 wait. Why'd you say that? Why'd I say what? That they don't know that much about what Dharma was doing? Well, I'm just assuming that they that they were just participants in this utopian social experiment. That Dharma's not telling them. Okay, you know. Well, I'll buy that. Mate, that I mean, I'll say that maybe in the beginning they didn't know, but I feel like they figured out what they were up to. They figured out the large, at the least, at the very least, they figured out the large majority of what was going on by the by the end of this whole ordeal with the. Uh, I mean, maybe they didn't know in the beginning, but I think they figured it out when whatever happened happened. I I, I agree. Yeah. But then I want to ask, what about what about the button? If they know about the button, um, you know, why do they just let it sort of sit there? Maybe they don't know about the button, or maybe what they know about the button is that it, you know, what we what we know from the Pearl video, and that you know, it's a, it's a psychological experiment to see if people will press it, with the with the idea being it doesn't really do anything. Maybe they always believe that. Maybe um, maybe they thought when Dharma left that nobody was pushing the button, so and, and obviously nothing happened. But that was really because somebody was pushing the button. Uh, but maybe they thought no one was pushing it, and so maybe that. I mean, if they sorry, I was gonna say maybe that's why Henry goes to get into the hatch to see what's going on with that thing. Maybe after the plane crashes, they put two and two together and say, well, maybe the button had something to do with that, and uh, maybe. I don't know. I, I would say there's there's a little leeway in there for them to not either either to know about the button and to just believe that it didn't do anything, or maybe they didn't know about it. Maybe they just didn't know about, and maybe or maybe they couldn't find the hatch. God, there's a lot of random speculation, but um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like if they if they knew about the pearl and they sort of went there, I mean, you think they would have seen, you know. Seen if there was people in there. Oh, you know? they didn't cut the TV on. They just oh okay. They just did the pot that was on the table. Oh, <laughs> oh god. It's it's did. Dharma pot. It's good. Oh, Dharma it's, pot it's it's... from the seventies. Yeah, of course. That'd be course. good. Um. So one more thing. Uh, well, I, did I did I did I answer the question? Did we did we say anything? <laughs> I, I feel like there's more random speculation to be had about that, about oh. the button. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I don't have anything good on that. It seems to me that they that they shouldn't know about it, but I think they do. And I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard time figuring out. I mean, for instance, when Desmond was in there for so long by himself, like, why wouldn't they, 
you know, do something about that. Uh, well, maybe they didn't know about it at all. Maybe they just they never found out about it, and uh, and that explains why they didn't do anything about it until you know we see Henry get into the hatch. Maybe that's. Uh, but then again, you know, he presses the numbers, and it makes it seem like he knew about the button. But maybe yeah. it's just that maybe it's just that he knew about the numbers already. Uh, and that's another thing we need to see is why does he know the numbers? Yeah, and that story he told about, you know, about not he that he didn't press the button. Yeah, I saw the hieroglyphics, and then it just flipped. Like, you know. Yeah, let's change topics because this is gonna hurt my head. I don't. What's know. he? Yeah, like what's he doing if he has no idea? Like, well, yeah. I, ugh, okay. Well, I do want to go back to what what we said in season two retro uh, when when Henry has to confess that he isn't basically another. Uh, he says that, or Ben, he says that he found the real Henry Gale in his balloon and his neck was broken. And he said mm-hmm. that he was part of a search party. Yeah. And we were wondering, like, what does that mean? Why Why are you part of a search party? Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe they saw his balloon. It's the same sort of thing mm-hmm. with Goodwin. Yep. Uh, I'm sorry, when the, when the plane crashed, they saw the balloon coming down. Uh, yeah. And then they went to go look for him. Right. That's and, exactly what I assume. Yeah. Now, if... Well, I was going to say, I forgot he was dead. I was going to say, if we see a black guy in the commune, it's going to be Henry, but I forgot he, <laughs> yeah, forgot he was dead. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. Well, okay, I guess we, we we pieced together a plausible explanation of the beginning of what happened with Henry. You know, his balloon came down, they saw The beginning, it, yeah. They went to see what happened, and then now the question becomes, how did he die? Right. Um uh, and, and and why did they why did they bury him next to his balloon? I wonder. Yeah, yeah. And why did Ben take his name? Why did Ben? Uh, I wonder if. Uh, yeah, I wonder if Ben like I can only imagine you would take somebody's name out of some sort of weird version of honor and respect for killing them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe he killed them on purpose or an accident, and and he. Oh God! Why would he take his name? Still, I don't know. Especially take a name of a man that you can, that can be it can be proven that you're not him. Right. <laughs> and, yeah. and if he had said, "My name's Ben," like you think anybody would have? Oh, Ben. Well, you must. Be oh, another. you must be another. You know, because an anagram of Ben is an other man. <laughs> well, I'm thinking. Uh, I'm thinking whatever Ben was doing when he was pretending to be Henry was for a very specific reason. Uh, I, I, I sort of want to believe now that it was more, he, he was lying, you know, not just because he didn't want them to know he was another, but there, that there was another reason why he was, he was lying. Uh, I wonder if it was a te- if he was testing them, you know, to see if, um, to see how they would treat somebody in that situation, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if he was an other, does he... I, I don't know. Like I said, you know, it's a show, and they, they need they need drama. But if he was, if he just had told them that he that he was an other, you know, maybe not the leader, uh, but if he told them that he was one of them, what really would have happened? Uh, I mean, at the at the least, he could have like, pre- you know, pretended to trade for Walt. You know, I mean, maybe they wouldn't have given Walt back, even though they did, but. You know, he could have said, "Okay, well, I am another, and I, you know, obviously want to be let go. Uh, you know, I will arrange for a trade for me and Walt. You know, 
You know, they could have gone down that road too, and I think that that's a pretty logical thing to do. You know, why lie for so long with such a really bad alibi? You know, I feel like it was more than just he was lying just because he didn't want them to know he was another. I felt like that he was either testing them or you know that there was some weird ideology behind behind what was going on there. Yeah, uh, that's what I want to believe. Otherwise, it's just really bad. Otherwise, it's really bad. So yeah, I, I want to believe that too. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. If he had said I am another, uh, I don't, I don't know what would have happened. I mean, I guess what would have happened would be what happened after they found out, which was you know he just stayed in the room until <laughs> Michael let him go. Uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, they sort of questioned him and kept him tied up more, whatever, but. Uh, but, it, I mean, it didn't really change his situation very much. Yeah. Um, I don't think they would have let him go. Uh, well, you think they would have killed him? No. I never would. I never bought that. Uh, Saeed would have killed him. I don't see... Well, maybe. Tortured. Maybe tortured him to death. <laughs> yeah. If Saeed had a chance to think, I don't think he would. I mean, yeah. I think he... He's only going to kill someone if it's just sort of a, a well, quick reaction. Sawyer says he didn't know. He doesn't know any better. I love that. In the scene with Carl, he was like, "Yeah, there's a guy who in my group who's who tortured me. You know, tortured one of you guys, and he tortured me too. But he doesn't know any better." Oh wow, I missed that line. Did you miss that line? <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't. That didn't register. That, I think That's it was in the funny. scene. Carl asked, uh, "What?" Are oh, you... I remember the scene. I just didn't remember yeah. that he said that. Yeah, yeah. Right after Carl said, "What are your people like?" and he goes, "Well, one of our guys tortured one of your guys, and well, he tortured me too, but he just don't know no better." <laughs> oh, it's wow. That's almost adorable. I think that's I think that's what he says. He doesn't know any better. Yeah, I think that's the line. Something along those lines. But I think that's what he says. Yeah, I'll buy that. Um, another question, uh, quick one: Is Henry slash Ben him? It seems like it to me, as presented in this episode. What do you say? Oh, uh, you know, I, I thought, man, I was waiting for the question because you were like, I thought you said, did you? I thought you said, is is Henry Ben? I said, is Henry slash Ben him? Oh, yeah, I missed the him part, and I was like, is Henry Ben? And I was like, well, obviously that's true. Where's the question at? Yeah. Um, is he him? So far, I'm going to say yes. Me too. Because um, we didn't see anybody above him. It seems like everybody's deferring actually, to him. Actually, what I, I'm going to say yes, but I also want to say yes, but. I feel okay. like maybe the, the, maybe the him that Tom was referring to is the reason that Henry's in charge now and the reason that uh, that Juliet is pissed at, at Ben. Henry was in charge before the crash, so that doesn't really make any sense. Ten- no, what I'm saying was- is, what I'm saying is, uh, <laughs> before you tell me why I'm wrong, what I'm saying is, okay, right before the crash, yeah, there's something seemed to happen very recently for Juliet and Ben to be at odds, right? Okay. I think what that was was the shift of power. I think I think very recently, right? I think, I think shortly before the crash, you know, a day or two or whatever, um, 
been either killed the guy who was originally in charge or so I guess I'm wrong because I guess I, I see what you're saying the him has to be Henry because Henry was in charge with the crash but I think whatever happened with Ben and Juliet I think has to do with uh, Ben becoming in charge that's what I want to think yeah uh, that, and maybe even the guy who used to be in charge was Juliet's boyfriend or husband or mm. brother or She's got some some specific relationship because she seems to be the only one. I mean, so far that that really doesn't like what happened, and I, you know, so I feel like there was this shift of power there. So I think yeah. I think he's recently in charge. Okay, okay. I I felt more like he was he recently did something. Yeah. Well, I it could be both. I mean, obviously he did something, but I I, I just feel like there was a power shift. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, he, he must have taken it over at some point because, like I said, he's not really old enough to have been the leader all along. Yeah. That would have been silly. So, um, I agree. But I don't. I guess I don't feel like it was that recent. Um, well, because, you know, I, I say that because, you know, uh, Adam says, you know, oh, Henry wouldn't approve of this book. And she goes... You know, oh, uh, I'm sorry, Ben wouldn't approve of this book. And, you know, she basically says, oh, you know, Ben is in charge. What does that mean we don't have free will anymore? So mm-hmm. I feel like I, I feel like he recently became in charge and, and things got different when he became in charge. Yeah, um, and, and maybe that is logical. I, yeah, maybe he's ruling with more of a firm hand or I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, that's know. the thing. I got the sense he, he got worse or so, he, he did something that where he started to crack down and, you know... But yeah, I guess it, it it could be possible he just sort of took over recently, and uh, and that's why. And he just he's always been that way. Yeah, I think it's more than that. He just I think he whoever spot he took got killed or something. Okay. I think there's a you know I think it has to be that too that there was some 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 hubbub with with his his uh, newfound power. Okay. Yeah, I'm ready to buy that. So. Henry refers to him. I guess he's referring to himself, which is kind of weird. But uh, but whatever. It's it's Henry. or it's, or Henry you know, or Henry's referring to uh, someone else who's above him. Maybe not necessarily in that camp or on the island. Maybe I don't buy that. And that and that would mean maybe Tom <laughs> is referring. Tom is referring to Henry, but Henry's referring to someone else. Okay. Uh, I don't really buy that. I, I, I don't either, The whole but... thing about Henry saying he's a great man, he's, I don't really, I just don't think Ben would say that about himself. I mean, he doesn't seem like that much of an egomaniac to, uh, to, yeah, really, to really say that. It's pretty weird to have him say that about himself. Um... He's a wise man. <laughs> yeah, but he's not a forgiving man. Yeah, that's very, that's very, and you know, that's the thing. Henry said, uh, Ben, Ben said, uh, that they would kill him if, if they found him because he didn't, yeah. he didn't do what he was supposed to do, right. which, which is, which obviously seems he was on some sort of mission, uh, which, which he tells Locke he was coming to get him, which I don't believe for half a second. I don't believe either, but I hope we find out. I hope we find out. Um, so I don't know. Maybe he's not like the highest person there. Maybe maybe he's you know VP or something. But there's somebody higher. Um, because I like I said you know like we said I just don't buy him saying this about himself. And then he said you know they would kill me if they 
when if they got me and I don't from what we've seen in this I don't think that's true. I mean, he did lie though. Yeah, I mean, he was lying there. exactly. I just, you know, when people lie, it's you know, I just want to believe like, you know, point zero five percent of what he said was true. You know, at least that much. Okay. I, I like to believe that some some of the things he said was true, but maybe maybe nothing he said was true. So yeah, far, I, I almost believe nothing he said was so true. So far, nothing he said was true. But maybe maybe that means that, you know, when, when he's like, he's a wise man, he's a great man, maybe that's not true. Like, if he's, right. talking, if he's talking about himself, he's really not that great, and he's really... Right. But then he or said... he's just saying that to say, you Yeah, know, but he, he said Tom was nothing. Now he's like, oh, he's nothing. He's no mm-hmm. one. And does that mean Tom's in charge? I mean... If you do the opposite of everything he says, then you just get, and then it's just weird. Right. I guess I think he's telling the truth about Tom, so, uh. Yeah. So, uh, I guess I have to believe something. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Fair point, fair point. Uh, I guess it's hard to lie about everything. It is hard to lie about everything. Uh, but he. Yeah. He Bush does it all the time. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. That's one for the president, folks. Um, just kidding. We love you because you only have two more years in office. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Um, so what do you got? I'm done with. The, oh, I'm uh, done with everything, dude. The main line of thought we're, here. We're three and a half hours about one episode. Yes. Are you serious? Oh man. Yeah. That's not bad though. You know, that's not bad. I mean, I knew it'd be a while. Yeah. Uh. Let me just say one thing. Well, did you see next time on Lost? I didn't. Oh my god, I didn't. I forgot because uh, uh, you know I downloaded this. Oh wait, I mean I. Uh, oh. <laughs> you, um, no, you uh, you watched it on the on the ABC. I site did. Legally. I watched on ABC site legally, and I yeah. enjoy the really quick commercials. <laughs> they're uh, so short. They're really short, and why not watch them because they're short? Now I'll go buy that lemon pledge. Why not? Me too. Give me three. Um, I didn't see it, but I guess for those, I guess most people saw it. But uh, it's on Lost Links, right? It is on Lost Links. I love Lost Links, and they're so do I. They're, they're not paying us to say that. No, they really aren't. Although, and, uh, if they did, I'd cast the check. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me too. Me too. Uh, no, Lost Links is cool. It's got Lost Links, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do? Really? Yeah, it's got links. To uh, yeah, we're listed on there. Uh, not that that matters to you, but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. If you guys are listening to us on the Lost Podcasting Network, um, be sure to visit our site, thelostlowdown.blogspot.com. Uh, you know, we obviously love comments from you guys. Uh, email us at lostlowdown at gmail.com. Join our frapper so we can see where you live. Not to stalk you, but, um, you know, for another reason. Right. Just cause. We just, we just, I don't have an answer. Um, so I guess since you haven't seen it, we won't talk about it. Can I, I can watch it right now. You, you want to watch it real quick? I'll watch it real quick. Give it a watch. Maybe we can, maybe can hear it on the podcast. Hey, hold maybe on a second. We... I'll, uh, I'll play it so that everyone can hear it with me. Yeah. How about that? It's... That's what I was thinking. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uh, I'm going to take this out, and then I'm, I'm assuming to... you weren't listening when I said that. I was clicking on the link. Ah, of course. All right. Here we go, guys. Hopefully you can hear it. Woohoo! Next Wednesday. I'm done.
fairly certain our friends have been captured. What do you need me to do? A daring rescue. Then we have a sailboat. Oh. Or a deadly trap. I want that boat. Let's get to work. I'm not doing anything until I see Jack. Hello, Jack. What do you want from me? The real adventure is just beginning. And all you lost next Wednesday at 9, 8 central. And the premiere of The Nine starts now. Okay. <laughs> I guess I don't need the premiere of the nine. No, please. All right, that was interesting. Hopefully that recorded well. Hopefully you guys heard that. In any event, you probably already saw it. Um, I was too busy making sure the mic was going on to uh, pay attention. Oh, but, uh, well, that's no good. You're the one that needed to see it. <laughs> uh, I was very interesting. I saw that they're enlisting Sun for something, which... Uh, uh, I can't imagine how useful Sun's gonna be unless you need a garden. Um, <laughs> but I, I just, I do love the fact that she's gonna do something. Or That's, a little deception. Yeah. What do you want to? It's like, uh, what is she gonna put on a slinky dress and go like, <laughs> you know, go like uh, seduce Ben or something, while <laughs> while like Saeed goes in and lets Jack escape behind his back. I, I don't know, something really crappy. But uh, there's a lot of interesting scenes in here. I love that, like, they have a sailboat, and he's like, how, or something. Right. Uh, which is interesting that they didn't know that, which I think... Exactly. It's very plausible that they didn't know that. It is. Uh, which means, I don't think they knew about Desmond. Yeah, uh, that kind of makes me think that, too. Which... And if they didn't know about Desmond, I think that means that Kelvin was not in contact with them. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I kind of thought that anyway. I mean, yeah, call well, him hostile. Definitely, definitely. Which, which um, I guess means Kelvin is is a remnant of the old Dharma. Yeah, and and not part of what the others were doing. Perhaps the final remnant. Perhaps the last remaining. Maybe he's the missing link. The missing link. Yeah. The missing link. Okay. There's nothing there to, to, to find out. I just Oh, okay. Him. I feel like I don't know what you mean, but uh, maybe I do. Well, I he's he's the he's the person who links Dharma with uh, the past with the present. That's the missing. Oh, link. okay. You know. I guess I did know, and I thought it was more complicated than that. Oh no. Okay. I see. Uh, yeah, there's this whole thing with the boat, and uh, I don't remember what else. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, I guess we can't really talk about it because I wasn't paying attention, and you don't remember. <laughs> I just thought I just thought it was worth talking about. Um, yeah, I guess I guess we've said enough. I mean, it's one of those. It's a usual thing where it's just a lot of fast images. Yeah, what's it's hard to put together. I didn't get the sense that Sun was being enlisted for anything. I didn't really notice that. Well, um, Saeed, I, I caught Saeed said like they're being held hostage or something, and Sun says, "What do you want me to do?" Oh, okay, right, yeah. And I'm like, well, he's asking her to do something. Maybe he's just going to say nothing. Stay <laughs> here. <laughs> grow, some, grow some tomatoes this season, please. <laughs> I'm dying for oh. a tomato. Because <laughs> oh, uh, he's, he's British. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I No, I really like this idea. You know, I just, you know me. I love when, when, when characters band together for the greater good. God, mm-hmm. sorry to mean to say oh, that. Oh, God. <laughs> Band together for, you know, for a common cause. You know, like, that's why I love Independence Day. It may be a crappy sci-fi movie. But I just love when everyone around the world is on the same page. We've got a common enemy and, and you know, 
we can all agree that the aliens are bad uh, mm-hmm. because they're trying to kill us. And right. uh, and I, I just love when people band together and, and plot and scheme and try to, you know, find a way to save the people that we've grown to care about. So I just love this idea of, of Saeed and them concocting a plan and, and using Sun for whatever reason. I can't wait to find out. So <laughs> um, just, uh, yeah. just the idea that she's useful with something. Yeah, that is know, pretty shocking, actually. She never does, like, anything. You know, she never goes on the expeditions and anything right. like that, which is understandable, but... I just love the idea that they have something for her to do along, you know, along these lines. Right. And I guess it's because Kate's not there. This is the only reason she's Oh, different. she's the default new Kate. Well, you gotta have a... I guess they need a woman or something. I don't know. Yeah. And it ain't gonna be Claire. It ain't... Oh, God. Is Claire still around? I forgot about her. And it ain't gonna be Rose, either. Oh, so. Rose is too busy being happy she doesn't have cancer anymore. Yeah. Yeah, there's uh, there's not a lot of women left to do a lot of adventuring. So, yeah, uh, I guess they're gonna. I guess that's what they're gonna do. I can't. You know, Susan B. Anthony fought for the rights of women to go on expeditions. <laughs> uh, so I hope, hopefully, uh, Sun will uh, will uh, live up to that dream. I can only. I can only hope. Are we done? Almost. One more thing. Okay, uh, I know you want to talk about the lost. The official Lost podcast. I, I really have only one thing to say from it. Okay. Um, so, just so you know, uh, for anyone who doesn't know yet, there's a there's a video official podcast on the ABC website with Damon and Carlton. They're back doing their usual uh, antics uh, that everybody who's listened to in the past has, has learned to love. Um, so, I recommend that you watch it. It's, it's worth a watch. And... Uh, they, they they basically do the same thing as a normal podcast, but you get to see them. So I don't know. It's very very odd to watch them interacting and sort of looking at each other and and you know I don't know. They're they're quite a pair. So uh, anyway, one of the questions was about. I mean, if you if you noticed in the credits, uh, Harold Perrineau and Malcolm David Kelly's names didn't appear. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course. Michael Lott didn't appear in this episode. Of course, a lot of people didn't appear in this episode. But um, someone asked about, you know, what happened to Walt and Michael? What's, uh, what, you know, what's the deal? When, when are you going to sort of explain that? And their answer... <laughs> was never. <laughs> uh, I guess I should say, before I say this, is that this is sort of, Sort of spoiler material, I guess. So, uh oh, those of you out there who don't want to be spoiled, pay attention. I mean, uh, <laughs> no, don't pay attention. You should stop listening. So, wanted to give you time, just in case you didn't want to hear this. Um, what they said, <laughs> it's going to seem really anticlimactic. What they said was that they will get back to the wild story, but not for some time. Okay. So they're going to leave that. We're going to have to just speculate on that for a while, but that they they do have some sort of plan for it, and that they and that they will get back to it. They said they also said it was very compelling. Um, oh, so, really? Uh, Maybe it'll be the best episode ever on television. <laughs> God, okay. you can't. I mean, how much can you? I mean, I when JJ said the season two finale was the best ever, I really believed him. Until not only did I watch it, but he said the same thing about like the alias finale or something, and like they just say that, you know. I mean, they, I, I, I would hope they think it's compelling. They wrote it, you know. They're I part know. of it, like. 
but it's, it's it's a company line. I mean, like ho- I mean, yeah. hopefully it's hopefully that is hopefully it's meaningful that they say it's compelling. I mean, hopefully it really is compelling. You know, it, it was. I mean, the season two finale. I mean, it was good. I you know, anytime you say something like that. I mean, the thing is, I know I'm gonna hear the same thing about the season three finale. Yeah, I know. I just think he went overboard. He didn't say it was really good or the best lost. He said. It was like the best. I think he said like the best finale ever on television. Yeah, you know, and it's just like that. That's, you just can't that's go that far. That's then, saying like, a lot. You're going to do another finale in the future, and it's like so. All finales after this are probably going to be worse, right? Yeah. I mean, Unless they're such good writers that every finale trumps the previous one. Yeah, and that's just so ridiculous. Yeah. I, mean, I can't. I. Yeah, that, that's just a bad thing to say. But everyone does it. Like everyone that sort of is involved with stuff, their their latest thing is always the best ever. I guess I guess you have to do that, you know. So yeah, I won't fault him too much. I just won't believe him next time. I don't know if they believe it or you know, and they're just sort of they really do believe it, or if they're just saying that because they feel like they have to or something. I I wonder if Walt really does have powers. If like. Or maybe if he found out that he's got, or that he maybe like when they tested him, he sort of found out what his powers are more. Um, I wonder if he can get him and Michael back home, like with his powers or something. Like if he just, I wish I was at home, and he cl- <laughs> and he clicks his heels, you know. I saw it like a picture in my head. I saw it like a picture in my head. I thought of New York, and here we are. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be something if he transported both of them. Is that um, is that compelling? But I mean, why couldn't he just do that on the island? Well, because he didn't find out about it until after they tested him, and then then he was scared. Oh, okay. He, he was hiding under the boat thing, under oh, the little a little thing in the boat. He was scared, waiting for his cue from. God, that was a weird scene. I, yeah. Something. Oh man. And maybe like you know, obviously they wouldn't cut to them, and he's like, "Hey, Dad, guess what I can do?" It would just, yeah. be, you know, I don't know how they would do it, and it would be sort of weird, but it would be really weird. Guess what I can do? Blink, blink, <laughs> boop. <laughs> <laughs> And that's the end of their story. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. Wow. I just don't, yeah. I mean, either, what? okay, there's only two options, right? Or there's three options. <laughs> you like how I do that? Yeah, you always add a little, add one at the end. Well, because I think of the two, and then I remember there's a third one that nobody <laughs> wants, but the first option is they get rescued. The second option is they, they get back on the island. The third option is they die. Oh, so that's Ugh. really that's really the only three, you know, generally speaking. Oh, geez, that's Ugh. the only three options. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, that's the only three options. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Pretty much. Uh, I don't think they die. I yeah, that's the thing. I don't think they're gonna die. One of the other two. And I really don't think they're gonna get rescued. But I really don't think they're gonna get back on the island. So. Well, you know what? That's. <laughs> This doesn't leave you with much. I guess I guess that's option number four, none of the above. <laughs> which I don't know what it's gonna be, but I know what it's not. <laughs> I think they're gonna get rescued, but something weird's gonna happen. Um, so yeah, because I don't think they're gonna end up back in the island because uh, they're not around anymore. But how could they get rescued? I mean, getting rescued by whom? And like, it'd be so weird. And what? And we're gonna have a scene where they're like. We were on this island, and and uh, we getting all these people, and it's crazy. And they took my boy, and like, you know, like it would just be a weird scene. And then what is it going to come to? 
you know? Unless, unless, you know, maybe they're, maybe, maybe they're getting to, cause see, God, if it turns into Gillingham's Island and they get off the island, like maybe, maybe what they're going at is, is getting more people on the outside world to, to find out what's happening, you know? So Penny already has spotted the islands, presumably with, with the help of the guys and, right. and, uh, in Antarctica. So, you know, she sort of knows about, you know, I guess she's assuming Desmond is there. That, that's a reasonable assumption. Oh, yeah. And, and so she sort of knows about it. Maybe if Walt and Michael get saved, you know, they go back to America and then the news or whatever. And then, you know, Sarah and all these other people who are back in America and in Australia who, who, who know the Losties, maybe they have hope. And, and, then, and then maybe they're, they're leaning towards getting some of them off the island eventually. Which would be weird. I really, I don't know how the show should end, but I really don't want anyone to get off. Like, could you imagine, like, Jack, like, going home and he reunites with Sarah and, like, she, you know, she's got a kid, but she's not with the husband anymore. And so, like, they... Oh, God. You know, like, I just... It'll keep, be just, like, cast away. Yeah, exactly. Like, I just, I, I don't know what they could do to end this show well. How they could end it well, but um Yeah, I have no idea either, but we're so far from that. I feel like we'll have a better idea once we get to season five or so when they're when they're at least heading towards some kind of ending. I think uh I mean if the ratings even if the ratings stay good, I think they'll only go to six seasons at the most. So um I a show like this, oh man. I don't really think the ratings are gonna hold. Oh, they won't. They won't. Because, I mean, it's every season it gets harder and harder for any new person to jump in. Yeah. I mean, you, they do those clip shows, but that, those are always crappy, yeah. and no one wants you, to, like, you can't really get caught up by it with those. No, they suck. You pretty much need to buy the DVDs if you want to get caught yeah. up. And who, you know, if you're new and you, well, first of all, if, you're, if you haven't watched Lost yet, it's like, well, you must be living under a rock. I mean, if you care to watch it, who's really going to jump in on Lost in season four or five? Yeah, I know that is pretty late. You know, um, so I mean, I agree. Obviously, I, I some see people will, decline. but yeah, I, I think I think I'm thinking it'll go five seasons. I think maybe six, but um, yeah, you know, I could see if the ratings slump, then four seasons. Yeah, if they if they slump too much, but if it's a nice steady decline where they're still doing pretty well, just not as well, and they and they get down to a point by season five where it's like, well, now you're just kind of okay, and yeah. Maybe they'll and and maybe they they're ready to end it anyway. You know, yeah. that, that's sort of what I hope that they that they get to end it when they want to, and yeah. they don't have to just drag it out because ABC's like, yeah, like more. we're this close to finding out what the others are all about. Then the then Ben is like, okay, we're leaving. Yeah, uh, we're going to Acapulco, and uh, you guys can have the island. Bye. <laughs> oh God, It'd be bad. Well, hey, buddy, you got anything else before we no, uh, sign off? No, I'm done now. Thanks okay. for joining us on our. We had a lot of fun. Uh, we can't wait. Season. We can't wait for this first this first uh, block of episodes. As you guys know, they're going to do six episodes, one each week for the next six weeks, and then they're going to take a long ass break. Long. And then they're going to finish in the beginning of 2007. They're going to finish uh, the rest of the season. So. Uh, we will do our best to keep up uh, with podcasting, you know, uh, every week, having uh, our episodes get up Thursday, no later than Friday or Saturday, so you guys can have it. 
Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm ready for for the next episode, the Glass Ballerina. The Glass Ballerina. Which, from watching the preview, I don't understand the the reference, but uh, I think that might be a backstory reference. I think there's a good chance of that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and that was that was tentatively, or at least supposedly, a uh, a son backstory, right? Yes. So there's uh, a chance that it'll be a son backstory. I really. T- don't know, actually. I think uh, I could see it with her seeming, like from this preview, seeming to be a, a big part of the A story of this episode. That, right. that it would make sense for her to have a backstory in this episode. Yeah. Um, I can just imagine. Yeah, it'd be weird to see her in action. Yeah, know. it'd be weird. And it'd be funny if, like, she's like, yeah, when Jay taught me English, he also taught me, like, like martial arts. And he taught me, like, crime fighting skills or something. <laughs> Weird. All this time. And yeah. Jen is like, what? <laughs> yeah, I know. You didn't tell me that either. I know. I thought I had a halter. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. But, son, you're pregnant. Don't go. I must oh, go. God. I oh, must no. go. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, well, at least a lot of stuff's happening. So hopefully they can't spend too much time on boring stuff right now. Um. Usually the episodes start to slump, like uh, episode four or five starts yeah. to starts to. It's the first sign of the slump. But I think since they're going only for six in this first part, that, we yeah, might not get we might the not real really. Slump. I think maybe three or four will be a, the slightest slump. Yeah, you know, at, at most. Yeah, although I have a feeling three is going to be good. Well, let's uh, hope so. Just just have a weird hunch. About further that. instructions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what did I say? I think it's going to be about. Oh, further instructions from. Uh, from uh from Ben. Yeah. I think, oh right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, I think that I think I think maybe in that one we'll find out what they're although the next one looks like we're gonna find out what they're doing with these guys. But uh we'll see. We will see. Who knows? I guess we've already done the plugs, right? You already said all the sites and stuff, so Yeah, we already we already plugged everything. Okay. Um what else? Anything else we need to mention? Um, oh, hey guys, yeah, leave your comments, uh, your your theories. We'd love to get some of your theories about what's going on and your takes. You know, we try to be pretty thorough in our uh, in our reviews here, but I'm sure there's things we miss and and interpretations that we don't uh, we don't cover. So we'd love to hear those from you guys if you got them. Um, so anyway, visit the site thelostlowdown.blogspot.com. Yeah, before um, uh, before the next episode, you know. I think at least at least by Thursday or so we'll have a post up and you can you can post comments and we can maybe address them. Uh, yeah, we'll address. I think that'd be fun yeah. to do if Definitely. you uh, if you guys want to do that. Uh, uh, yeah, just go there around that time after the episode next week, and then because uh, I think a lot of you are listening to the Lost Podcasting Network and you don't necessarily visit the site that much, so. Yeah. Uh, you know, I recommend you at least go there, you know, before the episode and, uh, you know, give us some fodder. It'll be interesting to have a little input. So, should we mention the uh, the surprise next week, next next podcast? Um, I don't know, because I don't know what the surprise is. <laughs> uh, uh, the, you know, the surprise. What's going to be uh, different about next podcast that we've never oh! done before? <laughs> Wow, I forgot. I forgot. You're right. Should we or should we should we leave it a mystery? I, I like I like saying it now and having it uh, some anticipation. 
but uh, but then we sh- we but then the 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 surprise aspect of it is intriguing too. Yeah, I know, I know. Hmm. <sighs> Such Should a dilemma. We tell them what the surprise is. <laughs> Such a dilemma. Um, I guess we'll just wait. Yeah. I guess now the anticipation's already there because they don't know what it is. Right. So okay. Ha ha. You guys there don't know be, what's going on. There will be an interesting element to next week's podcast. Yes. Uh, that hasn't been there before. So. That hasn't been there before. It's going to be very special and very interesting and very fun, I hope. And uh, so, yeah, look forward to the next podcast, guys. It's going to be interesting. Uh, and, uh, yeah, okay, that's it, right? I think that's it. Well, thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate it as always. Uh, we can't wait to podcast more about the rest of this season because I think it's going to be good. So I agree. I agree. It started off with a bang. So, well, yeah, yeah, it's a bang. It's a bang. Or a crash. Or a crash. Well, not a zing, though. Thank you and namaste. Namaste and good luck.